What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hyde. to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and I have a very special guest with us today. He's from the world of music. Hair Radio would like to welcome Mr. Eric Nolan from the OJs. Eric, good morning. How are you doing, Carrie? Good morning. I am doing great. Well, listen, um, let's just jump right on in. You are a member of the world-famous OJs. I mean, the OJs have been out there for a few decades, we'll say. And uh, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, being on tour with the OJs, and let's just jump right on in. What can you share with us this morning? Um, well, actually, like we're on, we're currently on tour now uh, with Gladys Knight, and I, I guess I have to say, being on tour with these two guys, man. Um, it's more than I could ever imagine. And I know that sounds kind of cliche, but when I say imagine, you know, you would think that guys of this magnitude and, and who have done and seen as much as they have, that you would think that they diva-like, you know what I mean? You would think that uh-huh. they were like uh you know, real and, like, and you know what? They could be. They deserve to be. You know, if they wanted to be, but that's not at all yeah, who they, they are. That, that's not that. them. That's not them. Right. Those, those guys. <laughs> they're, they're 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 the guys' guy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They just all we do all we do is laugh. We laugh. We laugh ninety to ninety-five percent of the time. We, we joke. You know, um, a lot of history between those two because. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know they've been doing it for the last fifty years, so I, I, I'm in a, I'm in the best place ever because I'm able to learn from those guys firsthand. I'm even, I'm even able to learn, you know, about the mistakes that they made, 
and and they you know able to tell me firsthand what to do and what not to do, you know what I mean, because they have lived it. And just to give you a quick a, a little example, and it has nothing to do with music, it just has something to do with life. Um, just recently, I was asking Eddie and Walt. I said, man, y'all y'all were around when there was ice boxes, and they say, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, when they was like. You know, you have to wait for the guy to bring the ice to put in this wow. thing to, to keep your food cold. You know what I mean? They've been around that long. They've been around long enough to where they had to go around the back, not only to eat their food, but to be the bathroom. Right. You know what they saying? couldn't when even go right. black and white uh, right. you know, water fountains and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I mean, Segregation. Yeah. You know, where, where we read about it right. in our history books. Mm-hmm. Ed and Walt actually lived it. They are history. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, so, you know, I get a chance to talk to those guys about stuff like that. And then they introduced me to the Cadillacs, the Ink Spots, the Drifters. You know, they introduced me to that world of music because that's where they came from. No happy mm-hmm. material, you know. Um, yeah. They introduced me to those, those people because I wonder... I, I always wonder, and I asked Otis Williams of Temptation this too when I talked to him. I always often wonder what, so if we're listening to the OJs and the Temps and the Whispers and the Dramatics and all that, who 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 are y'all listening to? Exactly. And, and yeah. that's when he told me, you know, the, the, the groups that they were listening to, Fabian. And those and, were powerful those folks. Yeah, my parents, I yeah. grew up uh, listening yeah. to my parents play those songs and you know, the Ink Spots and all the Dells and all those folks. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we know them very, very well. The 50s, Where, you know the what? 50s. The 50s, the 50s, yeah. The yeah. Group. And you know what? You know, music so, never dies. So that music, it's, you know, it's, it stays with us. And it's still, we, you know, our parents, and it's still played in our homes. They're on TV shows now. And, <laughs> you know, they you know they use these music, this music for soundtracks. That's what. That's what it's like being on tour mm. with Eddie and Walter. It's just a wealth of knowledge, man. And with you know, with that knowledge instilled in me, I don't get a chance to get saturated in the other stuff. You know what I mean? The stuff that's happening today, or the type of music that's happening today, because I'm so engulfed with the real well, history I, of the music. Absolutely. Now I have to ask you. Uh, now, how you uh, and you know you explained that you you came on um, you came into the group a little bit later. Can you tell us a little bit about how that worked? How you actually ended up joining the OJs? I mean, that's got to be a story there. Um, actually, in, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and in Cleveland, shout out to Cleveland you know, folks. I, 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 <laughs> I, so what I did was I, I always been the type of guy that I always thought about how to. Um, be in this business and how I can make an impact in this business. So I put together a singing group that I felt because the OJs was like our, you know, our heroes in Cleveland. Absolutely. And so I put together a group. I put together a singing group that was, you know, a prototype of the OJs because I felt like one mm. day the OJs would fall off, you know, and, and I wanted to be that next group. You want to be that you know. group? Yeah, and we're going to come in and, and, yeah, and just you know what continue saying? to do like, what they started. That's all. Right. So so now what happens is I meet this kid. He's like 15 uh-huh. years old. His name is Gerald LaVert. 
Yeah, and Gerald at the time, and now at the time that I met Gerald, Gerald was actually a solo artist then. Uh-huh. Sean Levert was on drums, and Mark was on keyboard. The whole family. Now that okay. was the real. That was the real group. Okay. So Gerald came and saw us one night, and Gerald wanted to have a singing group. So he made uh-huh. Sean get off the drums, and he had Mark, and they put together their own little group because Gerald was kind of, I'm not going to use the word shelter, but, you know, he had his own little, you know, thing where he didn't, he didn't go out in the streets and he wasn't out there. So he didn't know a lot of people. He just knew the people that he knew. So that's mm-hmm. why Sean wound up playing, wound up being in the group and Mark wound up being in the group. So he became friends with me because he felt like I knew and he felt like my group would be the next one. So he, his thoughts were, um, he made this pack with me and uh-huh. said, whoever make it first, whoever make it first, help the other one get in the door, exactly. pull the other one in. And it so happened that that the group LaVert came about and Gerald wound up being the Yes. Yeah, he, they wound up being the ones, and we didn't get the big contract, and they did. And mm. Gerald never forgot that pack. Wow. So when Eddie... So when Eddie, so when Sandy went back to Little Anthony Imperial, um, there was a, 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 a position open, and Gerald told his father about me. And uh, you know, his father wasn't really sold on me. His father, I mean, Eddie was, Eddie basically was like, well, yeah, he's good. He's pretty good locally. He's you know, he's the man locally, but he's not where he's ready for this. The big, you know, the big thing. Not, 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 not this, not, not this is a whole nother baby. But Gerald knew that he knew my work ethic and he knew who I was and he knew that I was a student of this music. It wasn't about the OJ. It was like mm-hmm. any group. It was like any, you could have called me for any group. And you were um, yeah. So he, so, so they gave me a try. They gave me a tryout. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, actually, did they have actually, you sing one of their songs? Did you sing one of their songs or did you? Sing something well, else. Well, I did. I, I when I when I sung one of their songs, that wasn't how the, the the audition went. The audition went. I sung the song with them. Uh huh. Wow. I mean? with, with Eddie yes. Walk, and so they I had to they had to see if I could blend with them, you know, and the whole night. Uh-huh. But they but they didn't know. They later on know, but I mean, you know, knew. But what they didn't mm-hmm. know is that I was. That I was an OJ fanatic, so I I knew every song and I knew that if Eddie was doing the kick lead uh-huh. and Walt was doing the center, I was doing the baritone. I knew that if Walt if Walt was doing kick lead and Bert was doing and Eddie was doing you know uh, the bottom, then I would immediately switch on top and do the top note. So wow, like every every show I'm doing like. Four notes tonight. I'm doing different wow. notes. I'm not all, always on the same note. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. when Walter comes out, when Walter comes out, that takes away the tenor. So I have to go do the tenor part, the top part. Wow. When Eddie comes out, I have to do the kick lead. And then when uh-huh. we're all together, I'm doing the bottom note. Uh-huh. And then sometimes I'm doing like a kick lead. So and you knew this kind of thing going in. Wow. Man, listen, I... <laughs> Mr. Carey, listen, when I put my group together, when I put my yeah. my three guys together, Delphones, that's what we did. 
So I wow. knew what my position was because in our group, my position was walk position, and, and Shane's position was was um, Eddie's position, and Donald's position was the position I'm in. So I knew the position I was supposed to play when I got in there. Wow. You know well, what I'm saying? I'm just it's amazed. Like, Absolutely amazed at like, somebody, uh, you know. No, it's, it's it's but you know it's all about it's all about knowing that mm-hmm. role and humbling yourself to do that role. Even though I was a lead singer in my group, uh-huh. I became not a singer, not not one of the lead singers in the OJs because they already had both of their lead singers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So I knew the position I was supposed to play. I I just you know I was just um, mm-hmm. I think I was more. I'm just elated and, and excited that they even considered mm-hmm. me. Even if I didn't make it, they considered me. Well, just to be happy, <laughs> I would have been happy just to be in the I same know, city. I would have put that, that, on, my <laughs> I put that yeah. on my resume, man. Like, exactly. Yeah, you know, I was considered one of their Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, I, but, you know, just to – and that's a part of it because they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame amongst other Hall of Fames. Uh, they've been out there and just a major part and a major force in music. Uh, and I'm talking about a major yeah. force in music. Yeah. <laughs> you got to let me tell you this little part about this. Yes, please, Eric. Go ahead. Just a, I little love part, this. just a little part about this part. When we got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 05, um, we, they had a big thing at the uh, Waldorf Astoria. And mm-hmm. paparazzi and all these people was around. And when they were taking pictures of Eddie and Walt, and Bobby Massey, I think it was. Sammy Strain. Um, when they were doing this whole thing, they were trying to get me to take pictures with the OJ for the mm. Rock Hall. And I I just didn't feel, at that time I was only in the group 10 years, I didn't feel that I was worthy of being inducted in there with, with those two guys. I just felt like See, I've been see, I've been in the dressing rooms with those guys, and I've been, you know, and I've heard the talks, and I've heard the conversations, and I know how many times they've been, you know, um, you know, up for being mm-hmm. in the rock. You know what I mean? Right. So I know this is like the fifth, sixth time actually, you know, being in, in, you know, being in discussions about being in the rock and roll hall of fame. So my thing was, I said, look, this is not about stealing their thunder. This is not about capitalizing on, the, on their thunder. They put in a body of work to be able to be those guys that actually be in that. I don't feel like I'm that guy. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to put my work in and be that guy. You know what I mean? Let me put my work in. Ten years or nine years is not enough. It doesn't compare. It's hard to get to, 50, to that rock and roll hall of fame. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's They not, wanted me, it's not they wanted me to. They wanted me to. They want. They wanted me to take. They wanted you to be part of it and, and sharing it. Yeah, they wanted me to, but I. I didn't feel like I should be, because Eddie and Walter, they went through. They went through hell and back, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I didn't really, do that. Yeah. I, you know, I did. I did that on my level. The shit was right, right. on my level, but I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, I, 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 I refuse to take those pictures. And some of the the, the publicists and stuff was upset with me. They were like, from now on, whenever you are in an event like this, your shows are always capitalized on the event. I said, well, that's not real. That's Hollywood. That's not real. That's not me. I'm not from. I'm not. I'm not from that. 
you know, mm-hmm. I'm not from that part. I know politically correct and all that stuff and how it should be, but how it should be is should be like this. Because Eddie and Walter got 50 to my nine. Mm. You know what I mean? They got 50, got years, 50 years in at the time to my nine. Yeah. So, That's a long time. No, man. That's a long time, man. And I, I hear, I, I just come in, close the car door, get in the back seat and ride. No, man. No, we don't do it like that. Let them guys have their glory and let them guys bask in it and enjoy that part because they've been waiting so long to be those people, you know what I mean, to be in the rock in the rock hall. Absolutely. And that's what happens, you know. Well, still, it's it's a, a source of great pride, I'm sure, for you to be part of this legendary group that is in all of these Hall of Fames. I mean, it is really difficult to get into these things and to have that kind of recognition. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, so what is that like? I mean, you get to go on stage with these guys. You get to hear this the crowd. And you've been part of this group for a long time. We're going to say that officially. Okay, you still, you've been a part, you're in there, you've been a part of it for a good while. What has that experience been like, if you can kind of sh- just bring us in? And then we're going to move over into your current project. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, it's like being one of the Beatles, mm. whatever that is, you know what I mean? It's like being one mm-hmm. of the Beatles or the Jackson 5, or, you know what I'm saying, or Temptations, if you will. It's like that, man. It's, it's like you go into a town and... And, and and even more so now for the last four or five years, people know you. They know you. They say they say your name, and they, you know, I went to Johannesburg, South mm, Africa, South man. Africa, yeah, and did, and wow. We, and we did and we did a um, concert there, and they had huge poster, lifelike size posters of my face, just me, wow. one Eddie or one, it was serious? just me, saying saying we love you, Eric. And I was wow. blown away. And it was the picture. It was the picture that's in the "Love You to Tears" album. And besides the "Love You to Tears" album of the OJs, I'm I'm on a I'm on the hood of a car. I'm leaning on the hood of a car. And they had that again. picture. They had like about four of those pictures up in different spots on a stick, holding them, saying, "We love you, Eric." So you got I super fans in Lord. South Africa. Yes, you got super oh, man. fans. Oh man, I didn't even know they knew me. Wow. They follow me like they follow Ed and Walt. So mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's you can't you can't get you can't get too you can't get too um I, no, let me say this to myself. I can't get too engulfed in that because I know this business and I know I'm not guessing, I know how it is to be the flavor of the month or to be on top and then mm-hmm. have a rug snatched off from you know what I mean? People people love winners. People love when you win it. You know what I mean? It's just that's just yeah. how it is. I'm just saying that's just how it is. When you're right. winning, they love you. And when you're not so much winning to them, then you become extinct. And yeah, so they don't know you, you at that point. Up, you can't get right. So you can't get caught up into what the fans or what the people do. You know, to, well, to I don't think anybody do. would ever have to worry about that with you, Eric, and I'll tell you why. Uh, at the top of our interview, you know, you came on, and which is so wonderful, and we love that you're here with us. Uh, but I love that you, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm on, we're on tour. You know, the OJs were on tour uh, with Gladys Knight, and da, 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 you just keep right on going. And I'm thinking, Gladys Knight, 
<laughs> you know, just the fact that you're on tour with Gladys. I mean, you're on tour with the OJ and Gladys Knight. I mean, you, you just can't get much better than that, you know. So I yeah, said, wow. But you, you know, I guess I don't. I guess it don't affect me that way because Gladys is not that way. <laughs> no, no, no. She, you know well, what I'm saying? Gladys well, you is all not, are down there. Gladys is yeah. Say it again. No, I said you all are down to earth. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gladys is just so cool, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you, you don't you don't get a chance to, man, we don't have, you know, man, we don't have tours like that. I've never, I haven't been on a tour yet where someone has been. Where there's the ego know, thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. We, Not know, amongst professionals, like, you know. I mean, but Eddie and Walt, being with mm-hmm. Eddie and Walt, man, we kind of, the old days kind of set the tone how this is going to go. You know what uh-huh. I mean? We don't do we don't we don't do egos. You know you ain't no you know what I'm saying? I mean Eddie and let's let's keep it really real now, uh, Mr. Carey. Eddie and Walt were getting platinum albums before they were even fashionable. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's like if you don't get a platinum album, you're you're not a success. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh I don't know if we're gonna renew your contract next year. <laughs> right, oh, it does. right, right, exactly. They exactly. were getting hard record sales, yeah. hard yeah. record sales. Like, yeah. you go to the store, you buy a record, you couldn't boot, you couldn't bootleg records. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, no, they had you the physical, the real record. physical stuff. No, you, they had real sales. So, yeah, they really back did. then, they were selling a million copies. Mm-hmm. And we ain't talking about whatever they been sold off the back of the trunk. We right. talking about legitimate. Right, officially above board. Yes, yes. You see what I'm saying? So, yes. I mean, love, love, Mr. Man, love train sold two million copies in mm-hmm. two weeks. Two in fourteen days, it sold two million copies. Well, don't have me naming my absolute favorite OJ song. All I want to we all got them, yes, and we bought, we contributed to all of those. Believe me. All that, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So you yes. see, my girl sold four, four million copies, four right. million of hard records. So you don't, so you don't deserve the right to try to be arrogant like that around these guys. You I know what still, I, mean? I play these songs on the Hair Radio Morning Show just about every day because uh, they bring back such memories. And I remember roller skating out there and you know, skating to the OJ's music, uh, you know, this is what we all, this is an experience that we have all shared, you know, all of our fans out there, listeners of the, the show. No, but I want to talk you, to you. You said, it, you said it best earlier. You said it best earlier. The music then mm-hmm. was timeless. Mm-hmm. It was timeless music. It was music that, you, and you know yourself, it's the music was cut in, eight, in, in 75 mm-hmm. and 80. And it's still relevant today. Right. That's how, I, I that's love how it. able to work. I love it. I mean, you know, just the incredible hard work, obviously, that went into all yes, of this. Yes, now, yes, speaking of hard work, and let me just remind everybody out there, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and we've been talking, a very, very special guest today. He's actually a superstar. Uh, he's with the wonderful and legendary group, the OJs, uh, and we are so proud to have him. Now, you're a member of the OJs, and that's huge, Eric Nolan, but uh, you also are 
an artist uh, who has been able to kind of put out some solo projects. And uh, I want to talk to you about Mood Swing and uh, this album that you, you've done and your current track that's out. So let's let's pick it up there. Um, first of all, so you get an opportunity to kind of do some side projects, or how did this um, this album of your own come out of uh, your solo work? Um, the, the, the real story, the real story yes. is, um, Mr. Carey, is that I knew or know that Eddie and Walt, you know, they're, they're not going to do it too much longer. It's not going to be next year, but, you know, if it's in the next five mm-hmm. years, it's still not much longer. I'm not going to be able to get 50 years out of this. You know what I mean? The second thing is that I'm not I'm not gonna re, I'm not gonna replace Eddie or Walt. I don't want I don't want the group. You know what I mean? I don't want the old days and being like you know the legacy lives on. No, because Eddie and Walt it was it's an incredible special talent. So I don't want the group. I want the group to go off into the sunset, and I don't want to touch the brand. I don't want to mess with it. But if I still want to be relevant and want to feed my family, I must carve out a niche for myself now while while we are relevant. So how do I do that? So I'm thinking I'm thinking that, well, I I I not I don't know anything about, you know, having a bus station or a convenience store or anything. I do know about music, so I'm gonna do music. Now how do I do the music? I'm not gonna touch R and B. But what I will do is I will do this you know, this contemporary jazz or adult contemporary music that I love so much. I, I, I was introduced to it by Will Downing. I heard Will Downing one day on the radio, and I wanted to know who was that. And when I did my research, I just started, I just fell in love with Will Downing, man. I just liked everything he did. He couldn't do no wrong to me. And so I got all his albums, and I studied Will Downing. And then I started listening to Michael Frank. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Christopher Cross and Walter Beasley. So, how all that came about is that we already know. One, my history is in R and B. I mean, my teachings is R and B. Everything I know is R and B. Now I'm learning how to do the jazz thing. So now here you got a guy that a C a C student, a C C minus student in jazz, and an A student in R and B. And I'm mixing the two together, so that's how you come out with the music that you have from me. Wow. Because I'm trying to deal with dab in this in this jazz thing because I love it so much. And um so now so now what happens is I'm and I'm a cancer, so I'm moody. So when I go in the studio, I'll I, I have a different mood or the type of music I want to do. So that's why mm. all of the music is different. Every single song is different. Every single song has its own lane has his own temper on mood swing. That's why that's what made me call it mood swing because every single song was a different mood that I felt when I did the song. You know what I mean? I felt wow. like doing something different. I, so I felt like doing this. Like I came up with this idea to do this song with Walt. And I said, man, I got this idea where, you know, I'm having trouble with my lady, but I want to ask, you know, an elder or somebody older, an old school cat, how do I treat my lady? Well, I thought that, you know, I have a little jazzy vibe to it. I said, let me call Walt. I'm going to ask Walt first because I was going to ask Walter to do it. And if Walt said no, 
then I was going to go get Scotty from the Whispers to do it. Mm-hmm. So I already had two guys already that I was going to go to already to do this song with me. So Walt said yes. So me and Walt, we did, that's when we did Give Her Your Love. And wow. I just I just put together different moods, man. And, 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 and I'm a student. I'm a student of the way Motown, Philadelphia International, oh, how they sure. did songs, and and none of them, not only did they none of them sound alike, but they all used live musicians. So what I did was, because I've been a part of all of that before, I've seen mm-hmm. how they cut those records. Mm-hmm. So what I did was, I got musicians together, and we sat in a room and we cut in a room together. Like I had that's unheard of these days. <laughs> I had them all in the room together, cutting, wow. and we just cut. And if you ever, if you listen to uh, "Do My Thing," "Do My Thing" is an eight-minute record. My, wow. my partner wanted to cut it down to four, and I said, "Oh no, no, no! You don't blood. You don't know nothing about this." Because my partner is twenty-five. Mm. I said, "You don't know nothing about this." I said, "Man, we back in my day, we had probably the fucking Delics would do a song fifteen minutes long. Ohio Players had no problem doing a song fifteen minutes. We had part right. ones and part twos like you wouldn't believe exactly. back then, right? <laughs> yeah. It was true. nothing. It was nothing to have a part Very one, part true. two record. I see brothers right. were I brothers were notorious for it. They put out a double album they won't right. be number six song. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all that they could so, put on there, that's right. Wow. So I said, man, listen, this is a feel. This is a feel. The band feels good. Everything feels good. It's a feel. So leave it. We leave it on the record. And we left it. And that's why you see that song is eight minutes long. So I'm telling you, well, I guess what I'm telling you is that that's how Mood Swing came about. Um, I wanted to be But what about music. that one record on Mood Swing, your current song that I really, and I have to ask you about this one line that I've heard on the air. But the song is called Cologne. So tell well first tell us about Cologne. I'll let you tell us first. And then I'll, I'll then I'll try to I'll try to say your line. Okay. I'm not gonna sing it, but you go ahead. No, 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 Mr. Kerry, let me tell you about let me tell you this about Cologne. First of all, Cologne was the very last record that was recorded for that album. It was very the very last the record the album was done. It was the mm. very last record that was done. My partner, Jay Sean Champion, is the same guy who wrote Same Girl for Ar- Usher and R. Kelly. Mm. That's who he, he is. He, wow. he did a lot of stuff. He did stuff for Fred Hammond and Trace Evans and all of them. But, but his biggest record was Same Girl with R. Kelly and Usher, right? He called me when they had this idea. He said, what do you think about singing about Cologne? Well, if he said it, now if somebody else had said it, I'd be like, man, I ain't singing about no Cologne. But when <laughs> okay. he said it, Right. I knew that it was going to be sexy because that's how he thinks. Deshaun thinks like that. He thinks about, you know, how can I turn this into something sensual? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so I said, let's do it. And I knew that we always had this thing, me and him. I, I, I did it first, and then he, he did it some months later. But we had this, I, I told him about the story that I had with this girl who called me and said, why do I smell like you? I smell just like you. Oh, you you're gonna beat me to the line. <laughs> so, yeah, so, 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 so no, I'm not gonna give you the line. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you do the line. But <laughs> then, then Jay Shaw told me later that that's what happened with his fiance. Now he's you know now that he's married, but at the time his fiance, she went to work and she called him and said the same thing. And we just wow. loved that hook. We just loved it, man. And we and we know so many. And then I me of course me. 
because I play ball and shoot pool and all that stuff. So I'm close to the street. So when I asked every guy I asked, I was 100%. And guys telling me that that has happened to them. I was 100%. Wow. wow. So well, I, knew, I have to tell everybody, yes, yes, please go right ahead. Um, so I knew that we had something. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I was so afraid. I was so afraid to put that record on my CD because mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I was afraid of. I'll tell you what I am afraid of and what I was afraid of. I was afraid that they were going to try to put me in a box as being mm-hmm. an R&B artist. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. You know what I mean? I as do a solo artist. Right. I do, I do, you know, as my solo, right. right. As my solo thing, I, I you know, I, I, I want to be in that vein with, with Tim and Eric Benet and Will mm-hmm. and those cats. I, I, that's where I want to be. You know what I mean? And I just felt like Cologne was going was gonna to put me in that box. But it's, it's such a great record, man. It is a great you, record. If you listen to it, Yes. And if you listen to it, man, we do we ain't put too many instruments on there either. We wow. kept it real. We kept we kept it real. Um, you know how the beat mix used to do back in the day? Uh-huh. There was oh, yeah. gentlemen bongos and all that kind of yes. stuff. Yeah, just a few. Yeah. Well, I have to say, <laughs> just to remind everybody, this is moving now. The part of this song cologne that I absolutely love is that line. I want you to smell like me when you wake up in the morning. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you gotta you gotta folks hear the whole song. And you can you can hear it right here on the Air Radio Morning Show, of course. But you've gotta pick up this album. You've got to it's Mood Swings and we wanna make sure Eric Nolan, it's his album is Mood Swing and the song that I'm talking about is going. That is your third release on there, I believe. So, uh, Jess, uh, what can you tell me about that line before we move on? What can you tell me about that line, Mr. Eric Nolan? That's what that, that, that's what that line that's where that line came from, man. That's Amazing. Actual, that's, that's actual. That's actual. Wow. Man. That's real. That's real. Well, uh, you don't get any more realer than that. that. <laughs> you don't get, you don't get any you know, more realer than you know, that. We were trying to we was trying to develop. Mm-hmm. You know, the scenario. We were trying to develop a close the door, turn off the light type mm-hmm. scenario where you didn't have to say it. You just knew it. You just know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You say, turn off the light. And light you already knew what exactly. time it was. You know what I mean? And you were, you yeah, exactly. Close yeah. the door. Let me hear mm-hmm. you. You already knew. That's what right. Happening. So when I say... Want you to smell like me when you wake up in the morning? You already know. Wow. Want you to smell like me when you wake up and start your morning? I got all your favorite cologne, baby, you already know. The door's open for you. Want you to smell like me when you wake up in the morning? Hey, that's that's amazing. That says it all. And now, hold it. We've got to tell everybody how they can get their hands on Mood Swing and this, you know, with this wonderful single cologne and your other singles that are on you. I made it real simple, man. It's just Amazon.com and iTunes. Wonderful. You can't get anything better than that. 
it you know cannot. I mean? You know, I got you know, I got a method to all this stuff, Mr. Carey. I'm telling I you. See. Because when I you, see. When you and I coming up, when you and I were coming up, when we were coming up, when we had to go to the store and get records, uh-huh. we went to our favorite record store. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And if our record oh, yeah. store didn't have it. We didn't get it. We had That's to wait right. till they got it. So right <laughs> we had to wait till they got it, right? Exactly. And sometimes you had to wait in line. That's the store. That's the record That's store that right. we go to to get everything from. Well, and I should say, if it was an OJ's album or an OJ song, you may have had to wait in line. Let me just put it to That's you that way. That's all I'm saying, man. Now and, I gotta um, say, so, no, you go ahead, and and then I have another so question I made for it, you. I made it real simple. I made mm-hmm. it real simple. I just said Amazon. And iTunes, that's the record store. Go there. And that's wonderful. Wonderful. Well, listen, I also want to talk about some of the other wonderful things that you are also, um, you kind of dabbling in acting a bit. And is dabble the right word? I mean, for someone to be part of a major movie like The Fighting Temptations, and that's the movie that uh, you had a couple of big-name stars in that movie. So now, so you kind of are moving into acting, or is that something that you kind of are interested in? What can you share with us this morning, Eric? I want, I, I really, 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 really want to be, I really want to break into acting, but I, I need to tell you, I, I, I probably don't need to be this guy. <laughs> I probably don't need to be the guy that, um, that's always, that's always thinking of others, maybe. I don't know. Because I know how it is for an actor to go to school and learn that craft and horn their craft and be everything they can be in that role or in that situation. And then here comes, and I'm not knocking nobody, I promise you I'm not, but here comes a singer or a rapper or somebody and they take those major roles. When they've been, when they've been studying all their lives for this stuff, uh-huh. But you, but you, but you get, but you get the role, and you get a double look see because you've made, uh, uh, you've made a mark in music, and because you've become a box office draw just because of your music. Right. And right. we hope that you be good. We hope that you're good as an actress or an actor. Uh-huh. You understand know what I'm saying? Oh sure. Like, well, that's like, when like, they just I want mean, the like, name like, on like, the bill. Like Ludacris in, 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 in Fast, Fast and Furious, he's, he's, uh-huh. just, he's just phenomenal. Um, Q-Tip, phenomenal. Those guys, you know, they did, they, 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 I mean, uh, 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 Most Def, I love Most Def as an actor. Yes, me too. Yeah, I've seen him on Broadway. I know, how, I, know how, I know how other actors feel because I talk to them. Me and Samuel Jackson, we're real cool. So, I mean, I talk to them, and I know how they feel about that kind of stuff. So I kind of, you know, I, I really love to do acting. I was up for that. Um, I was up for the part of Maceo in the James Brown story. Is that right? I, I was up for that part. I was up for that part. But and that's. I the, just. Yes. No, you go ahead. Again. No, you you were saying um, you were up and, for the part. Yeah, and 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 so, um, what was told to me was that they got my um. If they got my my audition tape late. Mm. That's what was told to me. But I was up for the part. They they came to me first. They came to me like they came to me like this would be a great idea for you to be in this movie while you being in the OJs and da da da. The only thing wow. I had ever done was Fight Temptation. And then I got a little part in this movie called Pastor Brown. 
but I would love to do it. But I would love to do it under circumstances that, you know, have nothing to do with, um, you know, major actors, I guess. I don't know. It's just, I, I would, yeah, to answer your question, yes, I would love But I like that, that you're and open. I when I get yeah. You know, I like that you're open to, you know, these other areas. Um, and and also it's still relating to music because I believe you've got some gold record uh, recognition uh, from the Fighting Sensations too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I got I got I got some gold records from that. I got gold records from Cheryl and Burke um, yeah. because I did I did background work on that. Um, met my partner and I, Jay Sean. We wrote two songs on Charlie Wilson's uh, last last album, uh, Stay yeah. and Show You. Did, but you're uh, not just a singer. I mean, you're you're a big time writer, also. Uh, you know, well, uh, I call you a big time well, we, writer. We I mean, we're everything, Mr. Terry. We, yeah, we trying everything, man. I yeah. just believe that we have to just so. I don't know. I, I did learn that from A. Levert. Just so everything up against that wall and see what slides down and see what, what sticks. You know what I mean? Well, so I have to. Um, I, I I mean, go right ahead. You just see like you said, see what sticks and. You know, no. I, mean, I was saying, and you know, and we did get the single on on Confunction, Confunction, Your Night. Uh-huh. Uh, Jay Sean and myself, we wrote that, and uh, we did Johnny Kill. I mean, we're just trying to, you know, we're just trying to see if we can make something happen, and then hopefully at the end of the day, they'll see that we that we're workaholics and that we're trying everything, and that we're not just a flash in the pan, and we just I ain't just show up. You know what I'm saying? Or, and you're not just giving me this just because I'm in the OJs, because I know a lot of other artists that's in uh-huh. other singing groups that have tried or done the same thing I'm trying to do, and they didn't fare well. Right. You know what I mean? You have to, you have to be realistic. First of all, you have to be realistic about what you're doing and your craft, and are, do you have a lane for that? I knew wow. I didn't have a lane doing R&B. I knew I didn't. I didn't have a lane because I come out of a, a elder statesman group, a group that's looked up to. So I knew that I had to go. I had to go down a whole another street. I'm still going downtown. I just had to go to another avenue to get down there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's just as respected. It's a great. Um, it's a great lane, as you put it, to you know, to be in and to be um, you know part of. Still, I think it's wonderful. Um, now I have to also say this. Um, you know, this is this has been just a wonderful time talking and going over some of these wonderful things. I mean, you are doing your music, um, you're kind of getting into acting. You've always, you know, been kind of writing out there as well. I kind of like that, um, you know, that, and you're on tour. Let me just remind everybody that you're on tour and that your album is out and they can get it. I don't know if they still call them albums, but I still call them albums. Uh, Mood Swing is I out. and. You call it okay, because that's where I kind of that's where I left off. So that's what I call it. Uh, so what's next for you? Uh, what's next for you, Eric? What uh, would you say is next? Um, my what's next for me is that I'm really I'm really serious about trying to build my label because I have three I have three other, I have three other act, other acts that uh-huh. are part a part of my label. I just didn't feel. And that's just a part of me being an artist. I just didn't feel I knew enough about the record business, I mean, the, the, the record company business, to put my groups out and let them be under fire or be in a position to where 
a lot of things just going wrong. So I said, well, I understand it, and I can digest it, and, and I can take the blows. So let's just do it with me first. And actually, I, I wasn't even trying to promote me. When I, when I released Reminds Me, I wasn't trying to promote me. I was trying to promote my other artists. I had I got another art uh, uh, called G-Men. That's three guys, and I got, which is short for gentlemen, and I got a group called Nahami and Billy Rich, which which is a throwback from Gladys Knight and the Pips. Wow. And and I got a and I got a five boy group uh, from eighteen to twenty one called Gapper. They all nice looking guys with you know cats and flat stomachs and all mm-hmm. that crap. But they well, what's the name of your record like, label? What's the name of your label? Boy Wonder Boy Wonder Records. Wonderful. Now, can I get you oh, to come back one of these days and bring some of these guys on with us? Oh, most definitely, man. They would love it. I, it's like I said earlier, I just didn't feel like I knew enough to put them in the in the lion's den right now. I can go in the lion's den and I could I could come out, you know what I'm saying? I might come out coughing, you know, and coughing and smoking stuff, but I but I'm gonna come out of there. But I'm learning. I'm learning this this side of the game. I've always been on the other side of the game where I just record the records and then they whatever machine they got, they now I have to create the machine. And I was trying to tell you earlier that reminds me what I I just said reminds me with the other two records, but um but you know, Sirius XM chose that record. And that's how that started. I wasn't even prepared. I wasn't even prepared. I had no video. I had no music on the online. I had nothing. But I had G Men and the Hangies no music online. But I didn't have my own. Oh, and I man. Just, I thought like a young man's game, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't prepared. So wow. now I'm getting now with with the cologne thing, I think I'm a lot more prepared than I was when I first did in Miami, and I'm learning this game, Mr. Carey. So it's like it's 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 like when 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 I release them. Well, it sounds like I you know they got the game come, now. I know yeah. they got to come and talk to you. I know they got to talk go. to you. You see there what I'm saying? Yeah, now, we gotta have them. When here. I talk, when I when when I tell the group about everybody that I'm, I got I have to tell them, but this is how Mr. Carey does his thing. Thank you, thank you, you know? so much. Oh. Wow, we appreciate that. So, we really do. So bring them here. We want I them mean, right I, here. I have to do on that. On the Harry Hill Morning Show, yeah. Now, um, I have to say, I mean, first of all, I want to thank you so very much. Um, and it's rare that I can actually listen to, like, uh, if I'm watching Donald Trump and his show, The Apprentice, is on. Uh, when it comes on, I hear that theme. For the love of money theme, I hear it every time. You cannot help but think about the OJs. So, you know, this has just been fantastic. Now, I have to, I can't let you go with, oh, really? Hold it. Let me stop everything right there. Hold it. Did you tell you that, though? Really? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That man might have talked to me, not exaggerating, that man might have talked to me six minutes, seven minutes tops, right? Uh He gave me a piece of information that I took took with me to the day as I'm talking to you. He told me, I said, Mm. I said, Mr. Trump, I said, it's a pleasure meeting you and you such an icon, and you're so smart. You're a very smart businessman. You play stupid. You know what he told me? He said, I'm not that. He said, I'm not that. He said, I'm not that smart. He said, what I am, though, he said, I'm smart enough to hire smart people. The best. Exactly. 
He said, I'm smart enough to hire the people. The people that I want to do, get things done, I'm smart enough to hire those people. And I never forgot that, man. That just makes so much sense. That's just, you know, and and sometimes you you can't know everything. You can't know. No, no. Well, no one knows everything, but he knows enough to know what he doesn't know. Right. So you get somebody to specialize in what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So that's been my prototype. Good advice. Good advice. Speaking of advice, now, like I said, I know that you've got some folks that you're kind of bringing up, uh, you know, some groups that are on your label, and, and, you know, we're very proud and happy about that, and they get your expertise all the time. But what can you share with the fans of the Hair Radio Morning Show today? What can you tell us, you know, uh, giving some advice to those who are trying to get a career started? What's some of the advice that you might share with them about getting a career started? as a singer and, you know, please, as a musician. Please, please, hone your craft. Know your history of the music that you're trying to portray or the field you're trying to go in. If it's jazz, you need to know about Dizzy Gillespie and Miles Davis. You need to know about those pioneers, you know, Ella Fitzgerald. And you need to know. If you're into hip-hop, you need to know about Africa, Bambada, and Run DMC and Cool Modine and Big Daddy Kane. You need to know the history of where this stuff comes from. You need to know this. If it's R&B, if it's groups, you need to go back, man. You got to go back to them ink spots and them Cadillacs. And, and, and you got to just know. It ain't, you ain't got to emulate them, but you got to know. You have to wow. know where it comes from. It doesn't, it doesn't start at Boys to Men. Trust me, it don't. Trust me, it don't. You know, so I, I, that's 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 one of the things, and 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 humility. Remember this. Just remember this. As I'm saying, as I'm standing right here and telling you, I, I think two of the greatest singers ever did it. You know what I'm saying? There's other great singers. I, I'm standing. With, I, I I'm thinking with two of them. If there's a hundred, I'm thinking with two of those hundred. That's amazing. Of the greatest that ever did it. And understand this. You wow. didn't invent this. Whatever it is you're trying to do, you didn't invent it. Uh, you ain't did nothing new on the side. You didn't invent this. Well, can I add one more thing? Oh. If they're yes, trying to get in this business, they also need mood swing. They need to pick up your album. Okay? <laughs> they need to pick up your album. It. My suggestion is that you listen first to Cologne. <laughs> but you've got some other great things on there as well. So, listen, I have to say, I want to thank you so much, Eric. I really do. Let me just officially say thank you. So, you know, from the Hair Radio Morning Show team, because when they heard that we were having a member of the OJs on, everybody wanted to, you know, be part of this. So thank you so very much. And you are, you know, for, oh, absolutely. Now, you guys are out there um, – for those of you listening to the show, we want you to come out and support them. The OJs is on tour. And as you just heard Eric say, Gladys, man, you guys are on with Gladys. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, what can I say? <laughs> you can't say any more with the OJs and Gladys Knight. So we're going to leave that where that is. Um, but you also, yeah. uh, you've got this great album out, so we want to get you guys to pick up the album. And uh, we're going to have you back, Eric. Any last shout-outs or Please do, any man. last thoughts? Please do. Okay. I, 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 do want, I do want to say this. Yes. Uh, let, let me know how you feel about Moose Wing. You, I, I got an Instagram account. 
Uh, I am Eric Nolan on my Instagram. I have my own, I have a music page now uh, on Facebook, and that is Eric Nolan. My record label has a Facebook, Boy Wonder Records. Um, and I have a Twitter, Eric Nolan Grant on Twitter. I just want to know what you think. I just want to know how you feel. I just want to know what your favorite song is and, and what, you know, what what you like, you know, because it, it helps me on the next journey to, to say that I do have a niche and I do have a lane and I need to stick to this lane. You know what I mean? Um, I, as far as shout-outs, man, my shout-out is, is to God Almighty because uh-huh. – you know, and I know it's cliche to say, you know, without him, none of this would be possible, but it's the absolute truth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, I couldn't do none of this without even the um, the courage, the courage to 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 go ahead and try this and and to be able to, to be able to retain knowledge, retain the things that I've learned in the past, to bring it to the forefront, to even do this. You know, I could easily forget, or you could easily not have the wherewithal to go and do it. You know, a lot of people can do what I do. A lot of people, you know, they know more than I know, but you got to have the heart to go out there and try to do it and wow. be realistic and be, be, be honest with yourself. You got to know when, you, when, when, that, when, when that record ain't right. You can't say it's right uh-huh. because you wrote it. You can, uh-huh. you can write it, step back from it, and say, now, if I didn't write it, would I like it? Nah, I wouldn't like it. <laughs> uh-huh. so and you can always park it and come back, honest. right? Wow, you got to be honest. That's wow. Right. So I, I, that's, that's my shout-out. My shout-out to God Almighty, man. I, 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 I'm so blessed. You don't even get it. You don't even understand, Mr. Carey, because I come from zero. That's wow. It. I came from love. I came from love, and I came from an upbringing. My mother uh-huh. raised me. You get what I'm saying? She raised uh-huh. me. So... I was raised with with common sense. I was raised, you know, with respect to respect my elders. I was raised to um, to be humble and know that this 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 thing I'm doing. We it, it seemed like a long time because I've been doing it for 20 years, but it's short lived. Wow. One day I had Gerald, one day I had Gerald Levert, and next day I didn't. Uh-huh. One day I had John Levert, and the next day I didn't. Uh-huh. That's what makes me feel like it's short lived. Uh-huh. That's my shout. Well, Sorry to get you so long with you. Man, I get no, no, I love this because you have to. No, I like that you are uh, able to, you know, inspire us through your music, you know, and doing what you're doing and the stories. And um, we're able to live right through them. And this has just been an amazing uh, experience today. So it doesn't get any better than Eric Nolan. So I want to thank you so much, sir. Thank you for being with us. <laughs> no, really, you have been just oh, this you, is fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. Mood swing, folks. Mood swing. Pick it up out there where you buy your music. Uh, so I want you to stay on the line. Uh, you know, we're going to close out, and uh, we'll have you just remain on the line. Eric, again, thanks for being with us. Eric Nolan, thank you for being with us on the Hair Radio Morning Show. All right. And, folks, Keep it right here. There's a whole lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go. Stay with us, everybody. Excuse me. We know your hair is important to you. So after years of sewing, braiding, twisting, locking, pressing, well, you name it, 
Your hair is in need of restoration. So why don't you let the products of Dr. Peck's Hair Care Rx start the process for you. We've worked tirelessly to bring you the perfect formula to restore damaged hair. Try our restorative cream, shampoo, and conditioner. All of these are high-quality products and proven to restore your hair's natural beauty and strength. Learn more about Dr. Peck's Hair Care Rx at www.myhaircarerx.com. Now on sale, The Meeting Place, authored by Walter Allen Scott. The Meeting Place is an exciting, hot new release that takes the reader inside the world of today's barbershop. For the first time, be a fly on the wall and listen in to the truths that are being revealed that you won't be able to put down. It'll grab your attention from page one, The Meeting Place. Buy your personal autographed copy today, exclusively online at WalterAllenScott.com. Hi, I'm Carrie Hines, and I want to thank you for being with us to help us celebrate 100 shows. It's 100 shows of the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. So, uh, in looking back, our very, very first guest, uh, back on January 5th, 2015, uh, was Mr. Tondo Cafele. And we really have to say, what a difference between then and now. I never did figure where we would end up when we started the hair radio, the all-new hair radio morning show. Uh, I just knew we wanted to do something that was three hours long. We wanted to make a difference, and we wanted to talk about hair. Uh, When I look back at that very first week, uh, back, and again, this is New York City, the middle of the winter, Uh, Getting up out of your warm bed in those cold mornings to talk about the hair radio show, uh, to bring it back after so long, and then to put it on at the crack of dawn. Uh, Those were challenges, and also uh, just to, you know, give you some inside scoop and behind the scenes at the all-new hair radio morning show, uh, kind of learning a different system for myself and for us, and trying to gel together as a team, and We've had quite uh, quite a bit of challenges that were going on behind the scenes here at the, the All New Hair Radio Morning Show. So it was the the first week you listen back, it was just wrought with all kinds of technical challenges. Uh, things didn't play. We were trying to do new things. We were trying to book new guests. We were trying to research older material, new material, and kind of make sense of it. Uh, We also had the option to go live a lot more and interact with our audience. So uh, those were some of the early stages of the uh, program uh, that we started again in January. And again, uh, just to go back, uh, the show itself, uh, the hair radio show, had begun in 1995. um, And then from there, we broadcast on different stations. Never, ever, ever did we decide in all those years past to do it as a morning variety show. And that's what we really are. We are a morning variety program that centers around the hair community. And uh, that's the best way to look at it. It's uh, a big mixture of hair talk, music, uh, entertainment news, regular news, whatever's going on in the world that's important to you is important to us, and it's important for us to bring that to you each morning. 
Um, and then the fact that we're on so early, a lot of folks want to listen to us live. And that starts at 6 in the morning on the East Coast. So if you're in New York, it's 6 to 9 a.m. For our listeners in the Midwest and out uh, on the West Coast, um, again, you've got to be up early. The great news is that if you miss the live show, you can listen to one of the archives uh, later in the day. We have uh, All of our shows are archived, so you can go back and listen as early as you like and to any show that you like for as long as you like. Uh, it's terrific, so you get an opportunity. You never quite miss it, uh, which is really, really terrific. Um, just to tell you a little bit more, I get up about four, about between four in the morning and five in the morning here in New York. I broadcast out of Brooklyn, New York, as many of you guys know. And uh, we, just to tell you a little bit more behind the scenes, um, if I've done all of my preparation for the radio broadcast, then I can kind of sleep a little bit later. Uh, but otherwise, I have to get up and I've got to get the program ready. Uh, we usually do uh, like a production call about 5.45 in the morning in which we go over some quick notes, uh, whatever I've prepared uh, for the program and what we'll talk about. Uh, it may seem as though the uh, Hair Radio Morning Show is very impromptu, which is great. We want it to sound that way. But we put a lot of thought, a lot of preparation into each and every broadcast. Every aspect is reviewed, including what music we'll have on the show if we're doing a special tribute to someone. Uh, it's all there in our production meeting and discussed. Um, and then uh, we kind of go ahead and go live. And uh, it's been just fantastic. So, um, we, you know, to talk about different things that have impacted us in production of, of getting to 100 shows, I'd have to say one of the um, main aspects of the, the show, um, talking about behind the scenes, has been the music. Um, but first, let's talk about the opening song. Um, and the opening song is usually something that uh, we put a lot of thought into each day and each morning because we want it to kind of kickstart. Again, it's 6 o'clock in the morning in New York, uh, and in the wintertime, it's literally black outside. So we have had to kind of, you know, find some of the old classic songs, uh, dance tracks, uh, anything at all that had a jumpy beat, just only play new artists or new, I will say new performers, I don't know. But we don't just play new performers, we really play legendary artists. We play their new music, we play the songs and the hits that we know and can all sing to. And that, to me, makes it a greater radio experience. And that's what we're looking for here on the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. We're looking to create that great radio experience each morning. And I think we, we come pretty close. Um, my very first guest back on January 5th was the great lock star, if you will, Mr. Tondo Cafele. And I remember Tondo Cafele being on the program and saying such wonderful and deep moving uh, items, uh, covering such wonderful talk about locks on our program. Uh, and then I remember myself dealing with sweating bullets as I was trying to figure out how to maneuver the buttons and, and deal with all the technical aspects of the broadcast while Mr. Cafele was just talking up a storm. 
So it was just great. We had a lot of folks who were tuning into the program. It was our comeback show. We had been written about in the New York Daily News. It had been posted all over Facebook, everywhere. Everyone was waiting to hear what would I sound like and what would the program sound like as a morning variety show. And so we put it on January 5th, 2015 was the start of the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show.
Are you ready? Because we got it. Do you like it raw? We got it. Customize? We got it too. Introducing the unorthodox raw human hair by New York Show Hair. We are trendsetters that are bringing you a non-conforming choice in beauty with raw human hair. We offer customized textures, naturally coarse coils, natural hair color, no dye on the hair, no matting, no tangles, you name it, we got it. These extensions can basically sell themselves, but it's the never-ending beauty of our hair that separates our product from all the rest. We got it. So check us out at New York Show Hair. That's N-Y-S-H-O-H-A-I-R at Instagram.com or give us a call at 347-751-3141. New York Show Hair. You're listening to the Hair Radio Broadcast Network. I'm Carrie Hines. I've got a special guest on the line, actually coming to us from the wonderful world of Hollywood out in Los Angeles, California. She is Crystal Wright. Crystal, welcome to Hair Radio. Thank you, Carrie. I'm glad to be here. Terrific. Well, we're happy to have you. Now, I want to tell the folks, you are the person behind this amazing book called Crystal Wright's Hair, Makeup, and Fashion Styling Career Guide, in addition to, of course, being the artistic director of the Crystal Agency. Oh, you make it sound so good. Well, it is good, and I want you to tell our listeners why. Tell us a little bit more about the Crystal Agency, and then we'll talk about the book. Okay, well, the Crystal Agency represents uh, professional makeup artists, hairstylists, and fashion stylists. And also manicurists, and as a matter of fact, if there are any good manicurists out there, we're certainly looking for one right now. Um, But we represent makeup, hair, and fashion stylists who work behind the scenes in print, video, film, and television. And that's such a big, 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 big field. Uh, And there's so many stylists out there, uh, hair and makeup stylists and, and people in fashion, who are looking to get into this whole wonderful, wonderful world of, of the industry, of the entertainment industry. So I'm sure you have a lot of ideas and want to talk about that. But first, before we get to all the good stuff, and we know the listeners are just waiting to hear, how on how did you decide, Crystal, that this is something you wanted to do? I'm always interested in finding out what that motivation is for that individual. How did you decide that this is something you wanted to do? Well, you know... Honestly, I didn't really decide. I mean, it it wasn't even anything I knew anything about. I was selling copiers for Xerox. I had worked at Xerox in uh, Seattle for two and a half years out of college. And then I came out to Los Angeles on a whim for a weekend because a girlfriend of mine and her husband were moving out and they invited me. And when I got off the airplane, it was 75 degrees at 9 o'clock in the morning, and I had just moved from Seattle, Washington, where it rains 300 days a year. That was it, huh? That was it. I got off the plane. I said, that's it. I'm moving to California. (laughs) And the next week, I came back out to L.A., interviewed at one of the branches uh, of Xerox, and um, got an offer letter the week after that. It took me about six months to get out to California. I came out to California, started doing the same thing, um, selling copiers. And then I was getting very restless, thinking, well, you know, I'd always wanted to be in fashion. Should I try to get a job as a buyer at a department store like a Nordstrom or something? And I went to a party that was actually at Muhammad Ali's house. It was a networking function. And I met a photographer by the name of Bobby Holland. It was a Sunday afternoon. Met him that Sunday went to his studio on Thursday and quit my job at Xerox on Monday. Wow. To represent him. 
Just packed up all my little stuff in my Xerox memory writer typewriter and moved into uh, Bobby's studio working there and started representing him. Mm. And I worked for him for six months, loved it. I had never been anywhere. I got to go to New York with him. I got to go to Chicago with him. He was shooting everything from the Jackson 5. Yeah, this was a long time wow. ago. Oh, they really were still the Jackson 5 at that they time, were still huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my wow. God. Can you believe it? Wow. I think they were still the Jackson 5. Oh, my. But we shot, um, we shot Richard Pryor for wow. Essence Magazine. Wow. We shot Denzel Washington the first time he was on the cover of Essence Magazine. Wow. And, um, but Bobby, I was working for Bobby, and six months after I started working for him, he fired me. Oh, my. He fired me. But you, I he guess did. you had what you needed to have at that point to move on. Well, we hope so, because I've been doing it now for almost <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> well, yes, and you was, absolutely got it. Yeah, his makeup artist came to me and yeah. asked me if I would represent her. Wow. And that's how I started representing makeup, hair, and fashion styles. She was my first makeup artist. Then I picked up a hairstylist. I picked up a fashion stylist, Michelle Cole, who is now a big costume designer in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And that's how it all started. Wow. Well, folks, in case you've just logged in, you're listening to the Hair Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines. We've got some great people that we like to introduce to you uh, from time to time. And the person we're speaking with right now is absolutely no exception to that. Her name is Crystal Wright. Now, a lot of you out there know her already. She is the artistic director of the Crystal Agency and her website, of course. Well, you know what, Crystal, why don't we have you tell the folks out there how to contact you? Uh, the website for the Crystal Agency is, of course, www.crystalagency.com. Terrific. Now, I want to go back. We had started to talk a little bit about the book, and I do mean that this is the Bible of the uh, hair and makeup and fashion styling industry, as far as I'm concerned, and many of the other folks out there. And it's called Crystal Wright's Hair, Makeup, and Fashion Styling Career Guide. And I want you to tell the folks out there about the book. Um, this book, it, it's funny because it actually is considered the Bible. Um, a lot of schools use the book um, as sort of the business part of their makeup programs. Um, and it's used actually in New York City at the Fashion Institute of Technology at FIT. FIT, sure. It's used as the uh, textbook for their fashion styling course there and in Atlanta at Botter and the International Academy of Design in Florida. And this is a book that I wrote because I used to stay on the phone all day, people calling me up asking me, you know, how do I put my portfolio together? What is meant by testing with photographers? How do I get tear sheets? You know, what's a comp card? How many images should I have? All these questions that they had about building a portfolio so they could do, you know, makeup, hair, or fashion styling for um, television shows and films, music videos, of course, um, uh, CD covers, and magazines. And the reason it's the make the hair, makeup, and fashion styling career guide is because hair, makeup, and styling people are completely dependent upon one another mm -hmm. for the image that's produced. Mm -hmm. A makeup artist who does great makeup and is working with a hairstylist that doesn't do good hair, you, the only thing you produce is a bad picture. You've got to have great makeup, you have to have great, great hair, and you have to have great fashion styling altogether. And so the book really just talks about the business aspects mm -hmm. of working behind the scenes. 
you know, what, what size should your portfolio be? What kind of pages should it have? How many pictures do you need to have before you go out to get an agent to represent you? In a place like New York, they have over 80 or 90 agencies that just represent makeup, hair, and fashion styles, and a lot of people don't even know it. That's right. Uh, good point. But just to let the folks know exactly, because this, as we were saying, is considered the Bible in the industry. Now, your book, again, is Crystal Wright's Hair, Make- Hair Makeup, and Fashion Styling Career Guide. It's all you need to know about getting work behind the scenes in print, video, film, and television, working with record labels, magazines, and production companies, testing with photographers, building a strong portfolio, and signing with an agency. Now, you just mentioned, in fact, uh, being right here in New York, you're absolutely right. I mean, I thought it was over 100 of these uh, you know, uh, type of agencies, so to speak, out there. And a lot of folks, you're absolutely right, are just not aware of that. So how do we get the the artists that are out there, the makeup artists, the fashion styling folks, the hair people, how do we get them more involved and in tuned with what's really happening in the industry, in the real industry? Any well, advice? You know, one of the things that's really, really important is for people to step outside of their world in the salon. What they do in the salon and what you do when you're working behind the scenes are two completely different things. And you have to see them as different. What a woman needs when she's going to work every day, as far as her hair is concerned, is one thing. What a woman, how a woman wants to look when she goes to church is one thing. How a woman looks on the cover of a magazine and inside when you start putting all these fabulous clothes on them or something else. And the thing that I tell people is to begin by understanding the language of this business. Begin by reading the fashion magazines and not just looking at the hair. When you look at a fashion magazine, you've got to look at the hair, look at the makeup, look at the clothes, and look at the photography. You educate yourself by starting to understand that all of those elements together make a good picture, and if one of them is wrong, it doesn't work. And so when you look at the magazines, you've got to look at Vogue, you've got to look at Elle, you've got to look at Glamour, you have to look at Essence, you've got to look at W. And you also have to look at the European magazines and understand that you need to go back further than what happened last week on Britney Spears' music video. <laughs> because that does not give you a historical perspective. You've got to go 10 years back, 20 years back. So that when you get on a photo shoot with an editor and she says, oh, my God, let's see, I want to do a 70s spin on, uh, you know, a 70s spin on this model, but we want to bring her forward to the 21st century. What does that mean? Right, exactly. You've got to know what that actually means, what they're saying. You've got to know, that's right, you have to understand the influences of the 70s, the influences of the 60s, and, you know, what is meant by psychedelic and... All of those kinds of things, because when you understand those things and you can reach back and pull some of those elements forward Mm -hmm. and add them to what's going on right now, that's the thing that separates you from everybody else. Absolutely. Well, you, again, if you've just logged in and you're kind of catching us in the middle here, I'm Carrie Hines. You're listening to the Hair Radio Broadcast Network, and our very special guest who's on the line is Crystal Wright. Again, Crystal Wright's book is called Hair, Makeup, and Fashion Styling Career Guide. And we're talking uh, with Kristen again. Welcome to Hair Radio. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Well, it's great to have you. (laughs) I mean, we get questions all the time, and uh, probably, 
and you kind of touched on a little bit, probably the biggest question is, what is the first step I take? I want to uh, get a little bit deeper. This is from the from the professionals. I want to get more into the industry. Uh, I want to be, uh, you know, dealing with the videos, you know, working for the videos. What should I do? What's the first thing I should do? And I want to say they should buy your book. Well, I'll let you tell us, Carrie. Okay, no problem. And again, you really do need to. But you're right. Actually, getting the book is a great first step. Uh, because the book has, you know, step-by-step, step, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, the first thing that they need to do is they need to educate themselves about photography mm-hmm. so that they know what they like and what they don't like. And the only way that you can do that is, like, you don't have to go take a photography class, but what you do have to do is start looking at the magazine mm-hmm. so you start to recognize what kinds of photographers and what kind of photography you like. Because the next thing you have to do is you've got to find photographers to work with. Yes, exactly. Now, how and difficult is that? It's not that difficult because there are so many schools out there. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. talking about New York, you know, you've got the Art <laughs> Institute, you've got, right. um, oh, my God, off the top of my head, well, there are two or three. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you're absolutely right. Here in New York, there's, like, we have tons of wonderful places. But now for some of our listeners who are probably logged in right now in Boise, Idaho. Oh, it doesn't matter. That's the great thing. Wow. There are photography schools all over the place. There are like standalone photography schools where that's all they teach, but also a lot of times the community colleges in your area have um, photography classes. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, universities have photography classes, community colleges have photography classes, there are photography workshops. The thing to do is to go to the website, go to Google, put in photography schools, plus whatever the city is that you're living in, plus whatever the state is, and you will find photography schools. You simply go to the schools, or you call the schools up and you ask them, first of all, do you have a system for setting up, for hooking up makeup and hair people and styling people with your photographers who are willing to work with the photographers to get pictures for their portfolios? Mm. Okay? If that doesn't work, go to the school. Don't forget a school. You can just walk on anytime you want. Just walk on. You don't ask where the photography classes are held. Go there. Introduce yourself to the professor. Let them know, hey, I'm a hairstylist. I'm working on my portfolio because I want to do work in the entertainment industry or I want to do work in advertising. Uh And I was wondering if you had any photographers here who are people shooters. That's very important. Mm. You don't want to get hooked up with a photographer that's shooting cups and saucers. <laughs> that's a still-life photographer. You want a photographer that's shooting people and working on his or her book. Mm-hmm. Hook up with them. Let them know you want to build your portfolio. The thing to understand is that when you're working with a photographer, it's a collaboration. No money changes hands. You are not supposed to pay the photographer to take pictures. That's a big problem, particularly in the African-American community where the hairstylists think that they have to go out and pay a photographer to take pictures. But in truth, in the entertainment industry, you go out and find a photographer, it's a collaboration. Everybody comes together with their skills to put something on film that they can put in their portfolios and go out and show to other people. Beautifully said. So it doesn't matter whether you're in Seattle or Idaho or Or Philadelphia, go to the Internet find the photography schools, go introduce yourself to the professor, introduce yourself to the photographers as they're coming out of classes. Absolutely. Well, I think you said it best, Crystal. 
And again, we want to uh, tell the folks out there, they can always go to your website and get in contact with you or find out some more information. Again, what's your website, Crystal? Uh, the, the agency website is uh, crystalagency.com, and then we also have an informational website, which is makeuphairandstyling.com, and the and is spelled out. So if they want to see, you know, what we do at the Crystal Agency, just go to www.crystalagency.com, and that'll let them see the artists that we represent, um, and if they... Um, want just more information on the industry in general, go to MakeupHairAndStyling.com. Now, we know that you represent the who's who out there in California. Uh, anything, anybody standing out that you might want to speak about or any, uh, you know, anyone in particular or, or tell us about some of the folks that you represent out there? Or maybe you know, we actually represent people out here in Los Angeles, and we have a couple of people that we represent in New York. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Um, we actually represent a fabulous hairstylist that we're very excited about in New York. His name is Clark Vincent. Oh, okay. And he's in New York working on a film today called Cutting the Mustard. Cutting the Mustard. <laughs> we'll Cutting have the to mustard. get him Uh-huh. Really? Okay. And we're very excited about him. If you go to our website and go to hair, click on the hair section, and then go click on Clark Vincent, you'll see his work. Out here in L.A., we have a makeup artist by the name of Kimbra, who is just amazing, and we're very excited about Kimbra. Um, she's working tomorrow on interior on the fashion spread for Interior Design Magazine, and you know they only do that like two or three times a year. Exactly. Wow. So, and we've That's got a fashion stylist. Oh my God, Edgar Ravia, who is just the bomb. Okay. So now how? And let me tell your listeners this, mm -hmm. because we we obviously we don't have their email addresses, but we right. just did send out an email, and we are looking for. Uh, hair, makeup, and fashion stylists in Atlanta and in um, Atlanta and Miami right now. So if they have a website, if they have any JPEGs of their work, and they can send us two to three JPEGs, uh, if they have a resume, they can email it to uh, Manuel, M-A-N-U-E-L, at crystalagency.com. They can fax us a resume or email a resume. Our fax number is 323-443-3300. Uh, uh, it's our new e-fax number, so I'm trying to remember it. Uh, because we are looking for people who, in Atlanta and Miami, who want to work on low to medium budget music videos. And we're trying to put together some teams of people because we have a couple of production companies that have asked us for that. So if any of your listeners are interested in, you know, submitting to us, you know, email us a link to their website, email us two to three JPEGs, no more than that, no more than one megabyte, uh, because otherwise it will suck up all the space on our right. server. But we're certainly open to seeing what's out there in the marketplace. Well, folks, you heard it right here on the Hair Radio <laughs> Broadcast Network. And, Crystal, I want to, well, you know, I hate, I don't even want to let you go. I want to, one last question. <laughs> what do you see, is there some kind of new trend that the fashion and the beauty and all of this, is there a certain direction that you see everything going into? Let's talk about, just briefly, just let's talk about that. Is there a certain trend that you see that's coming up now or certain things that are kind of happening out there in the world of fashion and hair and makeup styling? Like, what's hot? What's really going on right now? 
you know, the thing I try to tell people is I'm not really the person to ask about that <laughs> because I really try to focus on the business end, and I leave the, the I leave all the fabulousness up to the fashion stylist. But I will tell you this: it's really important for people who are out there wanting to work on the in the industry to keep up with what's going on. And one of the best ways they can do that is going to um, InStyle.com. InStyle.com. InStyle.com to keep up with what the heck is going on in the industry. Love it. Um, and also to, you know, watch the shows. You know, they just had New York Fashion Week. L.A. Right. Fashion Week is coming up. And keeping up with what's going on in Europe. Uh, it all happens too fast for me to be able to say, <laughs> oh, well, this is what's happening in hair, and yeah. this is what's happening in makeup. Right. I stick to what I know best, and the only thing that I know is how to market and manage makeup, hair, and fashion stylists. Love it. My stylists come over here and tell me that I look, that how I look. You know, Crystal, you have got to change your hair. <laughs> that is old, that is dated, get out of those skirts, and I just do what they tell me. Right, I hear you. Well, you've, you've, you've got the best people, so... Uh... <laughs> You're definitely in good hands out there. Well, again, I want to thank you so very much. I want to say thank you to Crystal Wright. And, again, her book is called Crystal Wright's Hair, Makeup, and Fashion Styling Career Guide. Mm-hmm. And you certainly can. Now, how, what's the best way that they can get the book, Crystal? I do want to make sure that they're aware uh, of that. They, sh- they, can, they can call us here at 323-913-0500 if they'd like to order the book on the phone. Or they can go to our website, MakeupHairAndStyling.com, and they can order it there. Um, if they call and order the book over the phone, and I'll also give you our toll-free number for them to order, which is 877-913-0500, and they mention that they heard about it on HairRadio.com, then we will give them a gift certificate wow. for um, a percentage off of our packaging or portfolio and marketing workshops. Um, you know, I have one coming up in New York on May 14th out there. We do it at the Mac Pro Store. Uh, we'll give them a gift certificate for a percentage off of our class. Well, that is fantastic. And that's exclusively uh, to the folks who are listening right now? Exclusively. Wow. They will get a $25 gift certificate off the price of the class. Terrific. Well, I want to thank you. And you've got to come back and tell us, especially uh, a little bit closer to the workshop, I want to talk with you about all of that. Okay. And anytime, you're always welcome to here at Hair Radio. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thanks again, Crystal Wright. Okay. Bye, everybody.
Are you looking for sophisticated locks? Well, look no further. Are you looking for an experienced lock stylist? Your search has come to an end. The Sophisticated Lock Salon of Brooklyn is your final destination. Call 347-569-1413 and ask for Shakora R. Bay. She's an awesome natural hairstylist experienced with all types of hair and textures, total lock care, repair, and grooming. It'll be the experience you've been looking for. Sophisticated Lock Salon. Call 347-569-1413 for your next hair appointment. Or make your next hair appointment with the Sophisticated Lock Salon on the go with ReadyStylist.com. Download our free app and let them know you've heard about it on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Want to see your ideas for your business come to life? Well, let us help you and create the design of a lifetime at Salon Interiors. We offer customly designed equipment and imports from Paris like the Headbed and Cinderella equipment. We will create a business environment that reflects your personality and your style at the best prices around. For more details, visit us at www.saloninteriors.com. Y hablamos español. All right, we're back live. You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. It is Friday, May 13th. 2016. It's really great to have you with us. We still have quite a bit to uh, to go on today's broadcast, and we have a very special guest coming up in just a moment. Uh, you know her. She's been with us before. Her name is Shakora Arbay. You just heard her commercial. We've got her live coming up in just a moment, so we're going to have you to kind of uh, stay with us. Uh, we've got a, quite an exciting broadcast this morning. So I'm Carrie Hines, and uh, in just a moment, we'll be joined by Miss Shakora Arbe. So uh, stay with us, folks. Let's 
All right. We're back live. You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. It is Friday morning, May 13, 2016, a little bit before 8 o'clock in the morning. And I am so excited to welcome my very next guest. Her name is Shakora Arbay, and she's out of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, you guys know her. She's been with us uh, in the past. And uh, she always, uh, you know, as Wendy Williams it brings the heat, and we're very, very excited. So welcome, welcome back, Shakara. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, everyone. How you doing, yes, Carrie? happy. Oh, I'm doing great. Happy Friday to you. Yes, it is Friday. It is. Friday. Oh yes. <laughs> well, listen. Yeah. I want to start. Oh yeah, we made it absolutely, and and that's important. <laughs> Um, I want to start off by telling everybody uh, about you and the things that you do. Many of the folks are already familiar with a, quite a, a few of the things that you do. But for those, uh, you know, few who have been living under a rock, uh, we got to just go ahead and put it out there and let them know um, all the, the wonderful things that you do. I mean, you're a talented, a talented uh, natural hair artist, I call you. Uh, you may identify, you know, uh, you know, explain it differently, but I call you a talented natural hair artist. Um, you're also an educator. You're out there uh, able to conduct workshops, and you do, and uh, teaching folks and just helping the next generation as well, which is really big. And you are recognized for your amazing talent, quite, I think so, quite a bit. Um, but yeah. one of the biggest uh, secrets that um, uh, that you do, something that you do, um, and a few folks may be familiar with it, but I think our wonderful listening audience is going to enjoy uh, discovering that in just a moment or two. So I'm going to let you tell all about that in just a moment. Um, but first, Shakora, let's kind of let's talk about the natural hair. Um, and your commitment to natural hair. You've been doing it for a while. Uh, we've been yes, up for about, what? <laughs> about, 30, about 35 years or so. I'm not trying to tell you. Oh, um, well, you know what? And you don't look a day over that, so I don't know oh how you must have started at so one much. or two. <laughs> so, uh, so, so you, know, you know, yes. You know, so you, obviously you enjoy that, it. You know, yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Carrie, you really hit it out the park, you know, um, in introducing me. Um, last uh, September, I was nominated for the Master Pioneer Award. And so since then, I've been saying to myself, you know, well, what does that mean, um, Master Pioneer, you know? So, um, and what I've come to understand about it, to become a master means that you have to become proficient in your work. You have to know it through and through, in and out. And you can't um, shortcut, you know, um, with, to, to the point where, you know, it, it um, compromises your work. Um, if your work is outstanding and you have a, a wonderful personality, um, then you're in the right profession, you know, um, and you'll be successful. And so that's the point that I'm trying to get people to, um, to learn, you know, in my workshops that I have is that <clears throat> your work has to be outstanding. You have to give your best. You know, it needs to be polished. Um, you know, and so, you know, I think that, that that's really one of the biggest steps to becoming successful. So, uh, yeah. Well, uh, uh-huh. 
sophisticated lock salon, um, which is located yeah. on Lewis Avenue in Bethesda-Stuyvesant, you know, we have um, a, a, a pretty large uh, client clientele uh, from the community. And we have apprentices there, Asia, Juanita, that we, um, you know, that, that, that I am, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much coddling and I'm teaching them, you know, just the small things that make the biggest difference, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, um, yeah they're picking up what I'm putting down. And um, and it's working out. So, yeah. Well, let me just jump on in. You uh, mentioned about the Master Pioneer Awards, which yeah. uh, is quite extraordinary. Um, yes, and why is it so important for you to connect with the um, with the, the generation that is out there uh, right now? Why is that so important? Uh, what can you tell um, us about that? Well, in, in in terms of paying it forward, you know, you have to mm. do that. Um, I mean, I was 11, braiding, braiding, uh, wow. little girl's hair, putting beads on it. As a little girl, it was just a hobby. But there's a lot of children that have those talents, and they need to be fostered. So, you know, um, it's very important to 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 to, to gift that. Um, that's what that's what I feel was my gift. From the ancestors, like, I think I was born braiding. You know, some people have their gifts, and so I'm, I'm proficient in mine. Luckily, I can pick up really quick. I was able to pick up really quick, and it's worked out for me. And so, I mean, I've gone from, you know, 11 years old where I was figuring it out myself just by, you know, um, um, mimicking what I saw. Like, oh, I see that. Well, let me see. This looks like what it is. So um, I've moved to a point now where I know what it is. And so I can actually give these babies and these children, you know, the the tools for success. Wow. So that they can Absolutely successful. amazing. Absolutely. Well, I have it's, to it's say, should, yes, very powerful. Um, amazing. Now, how was how it received there? You know, um, I, I think that I, I think I spoke with one of the folks who was helping to organize this wonderful event. Um, the Master Pioneer Awards, and I think uh, uh, that, you know, I'm just curious on your your take on it. How was it received, you know, mixing everybody together and, and understanding what this is all about? Uh, well, how did it, did it go over? It's wonderful. Really? Um, um, yeah, um, so it was the third year. They do it every two years in Brooklyn. Miss Anita Moses, she is the founder of the Master Pioneer Awards, in um, collaboration with a lot of other entities, uh, Shea Moisture, and um, a lot of different people come together to support this event. And so um, so it's the third, I, I was nominated the third year in. And so there was 2011, 2013, and I was 2015. Now, I have been asked to select someone to, um, you know, to nominate to nominate someone for the, the for the next. So I'm paying it forward in that way, um, you know. Wonderful. And so, of course, I'm looking at my peers and I'm looking at, you know, who is who is shining, who is doing it, you know, who has that uh, dedication and devotion to this art and have had it and, you know, and it has, has been um, consistent. And so, yeah, I've thrown my, my, my next hat in the ring and I'm looking forward to it. 
um, the next year. Um, Diane Bailey, uh, Deborah Hairbay, uh, Ornu Prestonia, Tuani Kimard, um, these people fostered me. They fostered my talent. And so, um, you know, and so I give them a lot of credit. And if I'm listening to anyone, it's kind of early and um, I, I didn't, I'm just, I'm speaking. I didn't write anything down. But I, my talent oh, was fostered. <laughs> my talents, yeah, my talents were fostered in a way that people were able to recognize, wow, she's got something, but she's a little off. Let me help her, you know? And mm-hmm. um, and, 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 it, and it has. So, uh, and it's paid off, and it's, it's just something that you have forever. It's, it's like you wear it as a but badge of honor. I have to say, uh, yes, but you, you know, and you are quite modest about all of this, but you really put, uh, there's something there uh, in the way that your spirit, in my opinion, uh, speaks to folks. You are so authentic that Mm. I just, I don't think uh, there's, I I don't think there's anybody like you, really. Uh, To me, you're just so authentic. Yeah, well, you know, what it is, is is I'm 100% committed, um, and a lot of times it's like really we are so tense and wound up about things. It's like if we could just take a, a moment to to just breathe and relax, okay, and yes. then get through, you can get through whatever it is that you need to get through, you know, without rushing, without being tense. And so... um you know, and, and keeping it real, really, you know, keeping it real, you know, like there's no bouginess here. There's just, there's just me and I'm, I'm not trying to be anything other, but, you know, um, I just find it more, you know, easier to, to communicate with people and just meet them right where I am. You know what I mean? And so. Absolutely. Speaking of where you are, now you are located, you mentioned in Bed-Stuy. So for those folks who are not in our area, we're going to let you guys know. Uh, now, to give everybody, again, a sophisticated locks uh, salon. Mm-hmm. So I um, want to make sure everybody's aware of that and where it's located, again, the address and and yes. all of that. Sophisticated Locks Salon is located um, at 328 Lewis Avenue between Hancock and Jefferson and Bedside, Brooklyn. And Brooklyn, yeah, so, New York, that is. Brooklyn, New <laughs> Let York. Let me just make it very clear. Mm-hmm. One, uh, one, two, one. Yes. One, one, I'm sorry, one, 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 two, two, one. one, oh, one okay, two, one, two, one, two. Okay, got it. Um, because mm-hmm. uh, this is important. And lots, you know, the wonderful thing about this, it just you just made me realize, uh, because I immediately thought back to 1995 in my head. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, I said, well, you know, back then, um, the idea of, of, locks and natural hair was very different so uh we it was and mostly the concentration certainly was not in you know middle america so to speak so right. um and then as it started to grow and it's taken on a it's kind of taken on a cosm uh, not a cosmic but um more of a like a style type of meaning but um, when I remember coming into the yeah. broadcasting, yes, more of that. But it was so, it was so, it just meant something on uh, more of an intrinsic uh, power mm-hmm. to the people kind of level. And right. when did that kind of change? And how do you feel 
or do you think it's changed, or what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's definitely changed. Um, um, you know, the bar has been raised, and it's it's, uh, it's accepted now, especially, you know, when you look on TV and you see natural hair and locks and, and that type of thing, you know we've actually moved into another arena. Um, it's definitely changed, though, because um, especially in corporate America, um, people couldn't wear locks. They had to kind of cover it up, put a wig on. And so, um, you know, they were discriminated in that way. Um, now, you know, it's, it's um, a lot more natural hair is a, is a, is a leading force today. Um, everyone's trying to get um, some type of look. And at Sophisticated Lock Salon, we specialize in lock grooming. We do lock extensions, but we also do double strand twists cornrow style, braid extension, double strand twist and a blue twist, uh, cosmote braid, goddess braid. We do the crochet braid, which is very popular right now. Um, and, you know, I mean, and people come to us for an array of um, issues because their hair is damaged. So we do steam treatment. We consult with people who have um, traction alopecia, and, you know, we even suggest certain teas that they should drink to kind of help with their, um, you know, their hair problem and, you know, because it starts from, from within. It really does. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. You know, we can't just look at it, you know, topically. Uh, people are on right. vacation and they have a lot of other issues going on. But, you know, hopefully they can come into sophisticated lock, sit down, like leave those all of those issues right at the door, sit down and allow themselves to be pampered. And so, you know, um, it's, it, hopefully it's a wonderful, that's, and that's what, um, that consistency and trying to bring that same brand of calm and relaxation and perfection in their hair service to them so that they leave and they, at least, they, you know, they feel, they feel good, they, they look great, you know, it raises their self-esteem and they can go on with their, their business, you know, and that's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I teased it at the top of the interview. And uh, folks out there, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the All New Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and it is Friday the 13th of May, 2016. And my very special guest with us today is Shakora R. Bay. Now, she's out here in my neck of the woods in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, yeah. she's from, um, yes, and connected with this wonderful salon called Sophisticated Locks, um, which we're so excited about. Of course, it's in Bed-Stuy, beautiful Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, and we want you guys uh, to come out and check them out, of course. But there Thank is you. something else that, oh, yes, Shakur, and welcome again to the Hair Radio Morning Show. But there's mm -hmm. something else that we have not revealed this morning. And that, um, I want to kind of get into that, and we'll circle back to more hair talk in just a moment. But you have always, as long as I've known you, have been uh, just, um, just have a natural talent about yourself. In addition to your hair skills, you also, um, I'm going to call you this, you're a doll maker. Yes, I am. I'm self-taught doll okay. maker. Okay. What so, was that again? Um, I am a self-taught doll maker. A self-taught. Doll maker, wow, amazing. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say a self-taught textile doll maker. Um, you know, and I'm working with different fabrics now. Um, I'm working with vinyl, which is amazing. 
And so, wow. yeah, I'm doing some golf sculpting, and um, I've got some <clears throat> some great plans for um, these ladies. They're amazing. Um, I call them, there are pieces of meat, handmade rag dolls and soft sculptures. You can find this on. Um, you can also go to Diary of a Doll Maker. Um, and so I am a consummate doll maker. Um, if I'm not braiding or if I'm not thinking about doing hair, I'm definitely thinking about the dolls. They are surrounded by me, um, surrounded. They, are, they surround me, you know. Um, and so, um, yeah, I'm, co I'm constantly, you know, making the sculptures. And they are the embodiment of femininity. They're very powerful. Um, and each one has her story, which is her story to tell. Mm. They're amazing. Wow. So and they have their own identity. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm very gonna, excited about this. We're going to be doing some work together. Yes. Wow. Absolutely amazing. So, folks, you definitely want to kind of, you know, stay stay on top of it. Uh, keep tuning in to the Hair Radio Morning Show. We will keep you updated on Shakora Arbe's projects, uh, certainly about this, um, these beautiful dolls that she has. And, again, you can check her out on Facebook. Shakora, now they can find you on Facebook. Tell them uh, how they can find yes. you on Facebook. Um, I am Shakora Arbe on Facebook. And um, I also have a page. We better spell. We better spell Shakora for everybody. We better spell Shakora. Okay. Yes, let's spell it on out. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Shakora is spelled S H A Q U O R A. Um, the middle, um, the last name is R hyphen B E Y. B is in boy. E -Y. I love it. So Shakora. All right. You can find Wonderful. me on Facebook. And I also have a page on Facebook called Freestyle Natural Network. And, um, you know, I like to post um, really positive, affirmative um, information. And so, um, but you can find me, Shakora Arbe, on Facebook. And you can also find um, me at Pieces of Me, comma, Handmade Rag Doll, and False Sculptures. And you can get to see the work that I have been doing since 1994. Um, and Amazing. I started doing, I started making the craft, I started making the dolls um, uh, when I had my fifth child and he was born and he had medical problems straight out of the gate. I uh, found myself in the hospital mm -hmm. a lot, a lot. And to keep um, from, you know, the anxiety of all of that, I started crocheting mm -hmm. these little dolls. Um, the crochet was as therapy, they were, it, and, and it helped me with my anxiety. And, you know, my son, he got well, and the dolls were born, and um, I've been plugging away at them ever since, and they have grown. If you see the first, my first ones from the ones I'm doing today, it's just like on a whole nother level. It's amazing to see how your work can progress, and it's still a work in process, so. Wow. Yeah, well, you've got to, one of these days, I hope that you will make a hair radio uh, version of your beautiful dolls for us. We are going to put it out there today. <laughs> We're going to just put it on out there. I would love uh, to. That, that would be just a hair phenomenal. Radio, a hair radio doll. 
So she's got to have headphones, sure. a microphone. You got um, it. And you she's got to be it. like really chic and ready to interview and um, get on the radio, right? That's I love thing. it. And I we're going to put it in our wonderful uh uh, brand new uh, e-commerce store that we're going to talk about in, in just That's a bit. Wonderful. But I'm so yes. Well, you're going to have to keep us informed of all of that. Oh, now, I also uh, for do, you guys, I also really, really quick. Yes. I just want to support this, and I also do you know heirloom um, pieces um, uh, personalized. So if someone had you know a garment from let's say you know something that was. Um, <clears throat> personal, a grandmother's uh, garment, and you wanted to produce um, a soft sculpture um, out of it, you know, I definitely uh, do commission work. I just want to. Wow. That is amazing. So that, so they need to kind of really reach out to you. Absolutely. Um, you can, uh, my and, telephone and number, my telephone number is 347-569-1413. And I welcome you know, all all calls and questions in reference to the work. But I would encourage you to go to Diary of a Dollmaker um, and look at the work and read, um, you know, the history and the stories, the history. All right. Love that. Sounds sounds like a great title to a book for me, (laughs) to me. Well, listen, I tell you, yes, this is all amazing. And if you guys have just joined us, uh, we're chatting with Shakora Arbe. You know her. She's been with us before. Um, and and she is a natural hair artist, a uh, wonderful educator. Uh, she's conducting events and, and just helping folks uh, all around the country with her knowledge today. So we're really, really excited, really around the world. Um, now, we just – we. Yes, this is fantastic because, um, you know, I get a lot of information, a lot of feedback from folks uh, from uh, who are not uh, professionals but are looking to get some guidance. So when you are on the line, this is uh, the kind of thing that they're letting us know about and, and trying to, you know, get folks like you mentioned about the traction alopecia, uh, things yeah. like that. Uh, those are the types of things that are really resonating with uh, the fans of the Hair Radio Morning Show. Um, yeah, we we just revealed. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. that's we really do, big. We're doing a lot of work in the community, and we have a lot of people coming in with attraction alopecia, and we're, you know, we're giving them, you know, a lot of um, good information, and, you know, we're giving them a lot of hydration on their scalp, you know, food treatments mm-hmm. and great products and that type of thing. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's at uh, what's the name of your shop again? We want to make sure everybody comes out and um, support. Yeah, you can you can find you can find me at Sophisticated Lock Salon, which is at 328 Lewis Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. We're between Hancock and Street and Jefferson Avenue, right off of Lewis Avenue. Um, and that's where you can find me. I also work with my daughter, which is my partner, Faja Wally. Um, she's a red-headed uh, loctician, and um, she's doing amazing. <laughs> We're going to shout her out this morning. Sure. Yeah. Shout out to Faja. She's doing some amazing work for the lock salon. Um, and she's definitely picked up what I've put down all of the years. She's 
almost 30. She's probably cringy. She knew I told her age, but um, <laughs> she's, she's holding it down, which tells me that, wow, she's definitely paid attention to me, um, and I've brought her into the salons that I've worked with as a child, and so she's absorbed um, all of the, the great, you know, uh, information and knowledge, and it's showing now. It's really showing. I mean, um, you know, she's holding it down. And so, um, yeah, I'd like to see a lot more young women come into um, entrepreneurship, um, into their own power, and become their own bosses. We are very powerful and very skilled. We are very capable. And so that's the message that I want to get out to everyone. You know, um, I'm going to be doing um, classes, you know, where I'm teaching stylists from the age of five up to, you know, 85 if they want to come, um, you know, wow. to learn this art. Yeah, absolutely. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, uh, teach this art, and we're going to give it out in a way that it is on such a delicious dish that they're going to eat it up, and they're going to be able to reproduce that, you know, again and again for themselves right. in their lives and, 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 and pass it forward. That's what it's about. Well, this is really quite amazing. It really is. And, Shakura, I have to say, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, the the Master Pioneer Awards, and you kind of have your own version of that, you know, from from one generation to the next uh, with your lovely daughter, uh, you know, really being, the, uh, you know, a driving force at the salon. That is just amazing. So, but, you know, you, you've done some things out here, and you've done some things quite right. So uh, we, we've noticed here. So great Thank job. Um, so so we're excited you. about this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the next. It's been very cool. Oh. Everything <laughs> that I've done for so from day one, from day one, you are amazing. And this oh. platform that you have, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing platform. You know, um, God Thank bless you. the Hair Radio Show, you know. and Thank um, you. I look forward to to where it's going. It's it's soaring. I'm glad to be part of it. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You know, um, this is probably a good time to let folks know, and I don't think I could uh, make this announcement with anybody else on the line besides the great Shakura Arbay. So I'm so excited at Hair Radio today to announce to everybody that we have just launched the uh, official beauty industry shopping channel. So this is something where you will be able to see live demonstrations of products, live demonstrations of techniques, uh, fashion shows live, as well as pre-recorded, we have a sound stage here in New York City, a TV sound stage, where we record and produce video. Uh, so it's no longer just listening to us, which is fantastic. We love the Hair Radio Morning Show, and that will, of course, continue five days a week. Um, in addition to that, we have launched a 24-hour TV beauty network. And it's called HairRadioShoppingChannel.com. So uh, we're real excited about that. And we're 
we're still kind of working the kinks out of the website. So that, um, you know, to make it, uh, we're going to spiffy it up for you. But uh, it is open uh, and available today. You can go and check it out. Uh, Hair Radio is always spelled with just one R. It's one of those made-up words. It's H-A-I-R-A-D-I-O, Hair Radio. One word. So, uh, yes, one one, uh, word, exactly, Hair Radio. One word, one R. I love that. Hair Radio. Yes, it does. And the website is hairradioshoppingchannel.com, hairradioshoppingchannel.com. So uh, what happens is that um, you'll be able to go there and see um, just, you know, whatever the products are that are happening that folks are letting us know about, plus their own videos that they have. I mean, it's just a fantastic resource. This is the way mm-hmm. to start your, your beauty day. If you're interested in starting your day beautifully, this is how you do it. This is the first thing you want to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen to Hair Radio Morning Show and visit us at the uh, Hair Radio Shopping Channel. So um, mm-hmm. very, very exciting. And then we'll let you know. You you can see it right there. It's going to have the postings uh you know, uh, talking, and also we're going to be having interviews on camera there, so you'll get a chance to see Shakur Arbe. Uh, you yeah. know, she'll be sitting down with me uh, chatting right there, so they can go mm-hmm. online, and we'll be able to see uh, between that and the live uh, interviews and on cameras. It's just a whole bunch of wonderful things that are happening, and we're kind of really pushing out there, and uh, we're very proud of this. It's the very first uh, of its kind. There is no other uh, beauty shopping channel that is devoted uh, like this to uh, in the way that we've done it. Yes. There have been so many firsts for hair radio. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, you know, that's what it's about. you got to have multiple, multiple, um, you know, Multiple, uh, what do you call it? Oh, streams. Yeah, multiple right. streams of income. You need sure. to have multiple, and, right. You need to have multiple. Yes. So, and diversification. Yes. Yes. And diversification. So back to you, Shakora Arbe. And uh, we'll keep you guys out there informed about the Hair Radio Shopping Channel. So, you know, just stay tuned with us always here at the Hair Radio Morning Show, our radio program, and uh, we'll keep you informed. Uh, when it's fully um, up and and uh, out there with uh, a lot of loaded material, which is what we're doing now. We're still loading everything in. Uh, mm. But, yes, on to Shakura Arbe. Now, again, Shakura, they can find you on Facebook um, under your name, of course, uh, Shakura mm. Arbe, um, right. and they should look for you. Um, now, yes. what you've mentioned about uh, some upcoming things that you'll be doing, is there anything else we should look out for from Shakura Arve? Um, well, this summer, um, hopefully, there's going to be a whole lot going on. Um, I'm going to be posting things as they come up. I have a band that is coming up. Um, I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to be, but I'm going to be. I'm definitely going to be out there. And um, there's the African Street Festival that's coming up. So um, I would say if you um, Come into my page, you'll be able to get, you know, um, the schedule as, as far as what's going on in terms of what I'm doing with natural hair, what I'm doing with my soft sculptures and my dolls and my pieces. So um, there's a lot wow. of things that are in the fire. 
Well, I can't wait to look for all these items on the Hair Radio Shopping Channel as well. So we'll be we'll be talking about that in the next few days. <laughs> so this is going to be great, Shakur. It really is. Well, listen, I just want to be the first to say thank you. You mentioned about um, uh, us supporting you. Uh, you have been just a fantastic, a fantastic support uh, to us here at Hair Radio. You have. Yeah. And uh, we're going to continue to follow your amazing career. And we're going to remind everybody, especially those of you in the Bedside, Brooklyn, New York uh, area, please come out to Sophisticated Locks. And uh, Shakur, one more time, please tell everybody again the address for Sophisticated Locks and give them the phone number. Our listeners are are looking for that. Sure. Sophisticated Locks Salon is conveniently located at 328. Lewis Avenue, that's in Brooklyn, New York, um, in the Bedford-Stuyvesant area. We're between Hancock Street and Jefferson Avenue. And um, also, um, if you come to my page, I'm going to repost it, but the Master Pioneer Award, they did a video because they had an award ceremony in September. And so they put the whole thing together on a video. And I'm actually the first person that was interviewed at that same month. But you'll see seven amazing artists that were also honored that night. And at the end of the video, you will get to see the the models and the different hair. Well, my hairstyles are the last ones, but the the very last model is modeling a doll on her shoulder, and it's amazing. It's amazing. So I would encourage everyone to go to my page. I'm going to repost the Master Pioneer Award ceremony that we had. And look forward um, for all uh, all of the future Master Pioneer. We're doing another one in 2017, so um, we're just going to keep rolling with it, and it's going to grow and be fabulous. Thank you, Kim. Wow. It's my pleasure. And um, we're hoping, Shakur, that you'll make way for uh, in your schedule for our upcoming event um, um, in October. So it's going to be October 9th down in Philadelphia. So we're gonna hit the uh, hit the turnpike here and uh, yes. get down to Philadelphia and uh, do our just do our thing. So uh, we're gonna invite you guys. And for the listeners out there, uh, we will be posting a whole lot more information uh, about the upcoming uh, Road to Healthy Hair uh, workshop uh, that we'll be doing down in Philadelphia. So um, this is gonna be great for Shakura. Also, I'm hoping we'll get her to teach at the uh, event and well, to share her wonderful uh, gifts with everybody. So it's going to be fantastic. So we'll keep you informed here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. And, Shakura, I've just got to say thank you. I mean, I so appreciate you coming out and being part of the Hair Radio Morning Show and just helping and keeping us going and, and inspiring us so much with all of your amazing talent and natural gifts. So um, any last thoughts? Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Any last thoughts today that you want to share with everybody? (laughs) Any last thoughts? Um, Well, um, I'm really grateful. I feel really blessed, and um, the weather is breaking. And so um, yesterday was an amazing day. Today is an amazing day. So I would say, you know, make every day amazing because, um, you know, um, to, to be here, it's a blessing to be able to do what we do. And so um, it even, is. When we have, yes. even when we have rough days, if we just think about 
um, the blessings that we have. You know, it just, it, 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 you know, there's no comparison. So um, um, that's right. strive for the best. That's all I can say. And have a wonderful day. Love that. Focus on the positive. Yes. All right. Today and tomorrow. Yes. Wow, absolutely, absolutely amazing. All right, well, Shakura Arbe, again, want to thank you for being with us on the Hair Radio Morning Show. We will continue to follow you uh, absolutely on Facebook. Yes, thank you. I'm back at you, back at you. Um, We've got a lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go, folks, this morning, so we want you to stay with us. Take care, everybody. Bye. Yes. All right.
listening. You're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. I have a very special guest all the way from Israel. The Hair Radio Morning Show would like to welcome Devorah Shaltiel Nixon. Devorah, good morning and welcome to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Good morning, Mr. Carey. How are you? It's nice to be here. Yes, yes, it is great to have you. Uh, And we're going to call you Debbie. How's that? (laughs) That would be fantastic. All right. Well, Debbie, first of all, officially welcome to the Hair Radio Morning Show. And now you are all the way in Israel. And the reason that we wanted to invite you to our broadcast today, there are several different reasons, but we want to talk, um, uh, being the fact that uh, you're a BOPSA member, and again, BOPSA, um, for those, uh, is the wonderful supply organization, you know, it's headed up by Sam Enon out in California. Um, and we're so excited also being bumps and members yeah. here in the Hair Radio Show. But uh, you are running um, an Afro-Israel beauty supply uh, store. Uh, you've got to tell us about this. Now, um, tell us about this. How, did this. how did this come about? And what's the name of the supply store? Well, Carrie, the, the name of the store is Afro-Israeli Beauty Supply. And um, it came about uh, from an experience I had um, when I first came to Israel. Upon my arrival, uh, just staying in the community, um, actually a black community, the Ethiopian Jewish community, I found that um, there was a lack of hair care products. And it's kind of funny when you are in a in a strange country or a country that you're not familiar with, the language you're not familiar with, and also the culture is pretty different, um, to have a situation where your hair is an issue. And I was pretty distressed about it, and, you know, I didn't want to complain too much. So I began to talk to people and ask, okay, where do you get your hair care products? I I, uh, spoke with my host family, and they explained that, you know, most of the time people bring them from the States talking about the uh, hair care products, and pretty much, you know, what they had was limited. And I was like, wow, but we need to do our hair. So um, with that uh, came the idea of, you know, just hoping one day I would get an opportunity to actually uh, have a beauty supply store here um, that would help the community, not only myself, but just to provide uh, for the needs, the health care needs. And uh, I ran into many things. I ran into even men or young men who were dealing with hair problems and hair issues like life. Um, you know, just things that we never really took into consideration or was never in our community. I mean, not too many times you would hear in our community, in the black American community, that there is, we have head life. So after doing some studying and understanding that it had to do with moisture, pretty much, um, 
and not having enough uh, moisture or enough grease or uh, something that was missing from my hair that would make it really dry. So this this was the start. Mm. So what about like oils? Did they have uh, any oils or anything like that? Um, the oils back then, it was like maybe 2004, um, oh. 2005 when I first arrived. And they did not have uh, oils at that point, um, wow. even in the major stores. I can't so even imagine was, going like a day or two without some moisture in my hair. I, I don't. I can't even imagine that. Wow. Exactly, and that created um, many of the hair problems. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've never heard of a of an African person or African American person with lice. I mean, you know, you hear about mm-hmm. it, but you don't. You know, it's not next door, sort of. Speak. Right. That's right. It's not so often. I, you've got my attention with that, too. I'm sure the listeners out there feel the same way. It's unusual in our community. Like, we don't hear, you know, um, we see it on, we, we know about it real well, but from the folks usually on the commercials, and it's usually folks not in our community. Very interesting. Right. Wow. Well, right. you know what? We've, we've got, yes, well, we've got to tell everybody. Now, how did you end up, uh, I mean, is that, you know, how did, how did you uh, make your way to Israel? Let's put it that way. And, and yes, yeah, so why don't we start there? Tell us, how did you make your way to Israel? Well, uh, my story is pretty much a personal, uh, both spiritual and a physical journey. And uh, it started with uh, just, as a young child, I found out that I was adopted when my parents told me that I was adopted. And uh, that kind of promoted a desire in me to find my birth parents. Not that I didn't appreciate my adopted family, but what was happening around me and what was happening in my life contributed to much of my desire to find my birth family. One being that uh, I had an eye problem that no one in my family had. And it it was a very serious problem, and it would cause uh, blindness later on in life. Um, That pretty much, you know, kept me going and kept me interested and determined to find my birth parents because I needed to know. What was going on with my health? What was going on with my eyes? One day will I be blind? And so to make a long story short, um, I petitioned the court to break seal of adoption. And uh, a little while later, I was reunited with my birth family. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to uh, connect with my mom because my birth mom had already passed away. But mm-hmm. I... Yes, and I am so thankful that uh, I met my brother and I met my sister and um, many of my cousins from my birth family. And at that point, I had become like a family genealogist. This was my hobby. It took form of a hobby. 
and it was really enlightening, very emotional, very touching. It was a it was a very uh, it was a very serious road to go down when it, uh, discovering family uh, lineage and birth families. And what happened was I had discovered uh, what eventually led to the reason behind the issue with my eyes. I found out that I had Jewish ancestry. One of my grandparents was from Russia. And I inherited uh, some genetic disposition from the family. I later uh, did uh, DNA testing, and it was found that I also uh, inherited a Spanish uh, Jewish descent, and I found an uncle um, that lived with blindness. So it, it, I found that it ran in the family. And that was pretty much how it started my interest in Israel. And that was returning back to my heritage and, uh, you know, just understanding who my family was and, you know, how did I get here. And it didn't mean that I didn't love or appreciate my adopted family. It was just something that's inside that wants to take you back to your roots, you know, not to change you, not to rearrange you or or do anything, you know, serious, but to learn about who you are. And it really helped me. Well, that's a good point to jump on in. So did you, did that connection, you know, discovering, uh, you know, your, your actual, well, your, family, you know, your family in Israel, uh, how has that connection been for everybody? Has it, what was that like? I mean, that's, you know, that's really big. Yes, it is. Um, it wasn't easy um, at first because, of course, you know, the adopted family, my adopted family, you know, they felt uh, a little betrayal. And at the same time, my birth family was welcoming me with open arms, but they had to deal with the situation also. What I learned was that when you belong to two families like this, it doesn't mean that you love one any less than the other. Actually, I had a greater appreciation um, that I had two families. Instead of just one. Yes, exactly. Wow. And that I can connect with both of them. That was the blessing in all of this. I didn't have to throw away one in order to keep another or anything like that. So it was very difficult. And uh, eventually my family, especially my children, uh, they began to see that this was serious. Mom is, is in Israel. She's not coming back. <laughs> wow. And and that was in about in and around 2004 when you decided to really uh, move there. And now what part of, of Israel are you in? And uh, tell us about that, uh, you know, that that part of the process 
when you first arrived and what you were, you know, um, you know, the task at hand, because this is a very interesting yeah, story. Well, in 2004, I arrived. I arrived in, uh, to a community that was very welcoming. Uh, it was the Ethiopian uh, Jewish community. And I don't know, I felt uh, an affinity with this particular community. And I was welcomed into the community. And though I didn't know the language, though I didn't know uh, the culture, you know, they they held me close to them, and they treated me like their own. And it was just something that was, you could never describe. You know, you could never describe how, you know, someone would just, you know, a group of people would just come around you and just hold you and take care of you. And that's what they did. Wow. And even through my culture shock because when you're coming to a new uh country and you're 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 uh, you're kind of adjusting yourself the only thing that you have is your experience where's my experience in america well this is this isn't america so it it took a lot you know, of changes. It took a lot of introspection and, and it took a lot of uh, humility, you know, to to accept another culture, another language, another people that you don't know. But yet there's an affinity. Mm-hmm. Wow. Does that make sense? It does. It really does. And I have to say, um, just to re- just to kind of bring people along, uh, folks out there, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and we're on the line with Debbie Shaltiel-Mixon. Now, she's on the line live all the way from Israel. So this is really just amazing. Now, are you near Tel Aviv and all of that? I am. Um currently residing in Ashkelon. Ashkelon is a city where Samson and Delilah, and for those of you who are Bible students and who are familiar with the uh, book of Judges, Samson was the judge here. And these events uh, took place here in Ashkelon where I I live. I am uh, very close to the Mediterranean Sea. And um, this is actually the place where Delilah and Samson, uh, the story has taken place. Wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, again, you are a member of BOPSA, and we're so excited to have you with us on today's broadcast. Now, I want to jump into the area of the beauty supply store that you have there. And um, you talked a little bit about the very much the need for that supply store, Um, you know, um, and it could have actually been before we we got on the line, but, you know, just remind everybody why there was was such a need to have a supply store that uh, catered to uh, folks of color. Well, one of the reasons is because Israel is a very new country, 
Um, it's a baby compared to many of the other countries, especially um, America. While America is more than three or four hundred years old, and you have Israel who is not even one hundred yet. So you have people from the Middle East here, North Africa, Egypt, and yes, they are African, and many of them are of African descent as well. However, Israel is um, mostly European. Many Europeans um, have arrived here and settled here. So um, the the problem with uh, the people of color and the uh, need for hair care is mostly due to just lack of knowledge. When you live in, in Europe, unless you live in a community where there's uh, people of color, you really have no need to um, purchase or you have no need to frequent uh, owls that have hair care products for persons of color. But here in Israel, because we're so small, it, you can't get around it. You have to be able to um, help this community and assist this community with the health kit product because it's not a lot. Um, it's not a lot for people to. First of all, I'll give you an example: Egypt, uh, North Africa. Um, you have other place, places in Africa. These are. I'm just talking about the settlers, people who have settled here, who have moved here. I'm not talking about the migrants yet, but in this case, you have the population and the population who, who have settled here. And where are they going to get these products? You know, who can provide these products for them? Um, so that's an issue. Then well, now, you have the migrants. Yes. Okay. So, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Debbie. I was just going to ask you. So uh, you decided to respond to this. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, when you made that decision to do so, um, how did you begin to create the products or to kind of pull them together uh, to to, you know, to rectify this or to you know, alleviate the situation? Well, it wouldn't be, but it would only be a few years later after living in the community and understanding the need Mm. and uh, just uh, getting an idea of exactly what the people are needing. And sometimes that's what it takes. Uh, When you come into a community, you can now see the products that they're using, you can talk to them, and they will tell you which products that they have been using, what they can afford to use. And my my uh, desire was to at least provide products that were of quality but affordable. Because a lot of times when you have uh, a market like this that is not being 
you know, the needs that are not being met, there's a room, there's room for exploitation. And I found a little bit of that as well. So that was my dream. That was wild, amazing. Now, your supply shop, again, is called uh, Afro uh, Israeli Beauty Supply. Uh, yes. which is absolutely amazing. But now you mentioned that there weren't a whole bunch of folks of color. Um, so is that enough? Are you, you know, is it enough for folks to support the supply store? Well, there is actually, uh, there, there are plenty of people of African uh, descent. And the reason why I say that, is because you have uh, people from um, North Africa. You have uh, people from Egypt. And then you have the migrants. The migrants, um, they are working here, and many of them are from many parts of Africa, especially West Africa. You have Ghanans, you have Liberians, you have Kenyans, oh, that's East Africa. Um, I'll get over in that. I'll get over to East Africa in a few minutes. But okay. Nigeria, you have Liberia, you have Ghana, you have. Well, that, that many should be other. plenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, okay. I definitely, uh, I think I, I definitely have to say that. That's a lot of people. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so West Africa is well, well represented here. Um, quite a step, but um, they are mostly people who are working here, and you have also people who are traveling, tourism. Um, so there is a a, a presence here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm going to turn that question around. So what have you found with the success? of this uh, wonderful uh, supply business in Israel for people of color. What what have you found or what have you discovered about all of this or this process? Um, what I discovered is that the appreciation and the desire uh, for hair care. Uh, we have um, African-Americans or, or Jews of color Okay, we have Jews of color. And what happens is because the religious community wears, like, scarves most of the time, because you know Israel is a desert. Right. (laughs) So the members of the religious community, they wear scarves. And in the process of wearing these scarves, uh, the women that I've spoken with, have asked, well, how, you know, my hair is breaking off and I'm having trouble, you know, what do I do? And the choices aren't many. You know, we, we, don't, have a, we don't have oils and we don't have many things. Although there are beauty supply stores here, however, the products are limited. Mm. And natural products that will... Uh, healthcare care and you know there's a need for the people to understand how to care for their hair not just to wrap their hair 
and go. But they care about their hair. You know, Carrie, they, they, although their hair is wrapped, they want to make sure their hair is healthy. So this has been one of the real motivations behind um, the business um, of hair care for me, starting the wow. business here. Because I see the women, they, they want their hair healthy. You know, they, they, they want to, it's, it's, it's important. Sure, because so their hair is, with, you know, it's a part of them, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And, and though it's wrapped and though they have it wrapped day and night, and, but they, you know, this is part of them, like you were saying. They still want healthy hair. When their hair starts to fall out, they want to know why. They want to understand what can they do. Wow. You know, my wow. hair is breaking. We have issues of alopecia, you know. So we need to educate people. You know, uh, one of the things that I'm troubled by is that when the hair weaves, you know, especially in the migrant community, those who are, you know, not uh, are working here but not really, you know, citizens mm-hmm. here, what troubles me is that they're buying uh, products and they don't know how to take care of them. You know, they don't know what to do. And we, you know, health, hair care is also about hair health. It's not just about selling products. That's right. I have to, I have to say, and also as you were just describing this, I was just thinking, it's, um, it, it's a lot, and and folks don't just know even if they have access to products, how to use those products and how to apply them and, and so forth. There's a whole education that we might, we probably yeah. take for granted a lot of that here in, in the States. Um, so yeah. this is really a, a very much uh, needed and important part um, of, of, you know, this is great what you're doing. You just have to put it that way. Uh, so, folks, again, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and we're so excited to have with us Debbie Chatiel-Mixon, and she is the proprietor of Afro-Israeli Beauty Supply Store, uh, which is located in Israel. And she's on the line with us all the way from Israel, and she tells us on kind of, you know, giving us a, a, a good understanding of what's actually happening there. Um, and and how her shop has opened up and has um, you know answered the call for folks uh, with who are desiring to have good hair care uh, in their area. So we are really excited to have you with us. Uh, something we didn't even know about, and that you you know because of your circumstances, kind of led you to uh, this opportunity, uh, this business opportunity. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, so I love this. So what we're going to do, um, and and we're going to have to stay in touch with you, and I'll tell you why, because I am looking to come out there as well to Israel and, and uh, you know, and, and help educate folks um, and some of the salons and all of that wonderful good stuff on, um, on you know, on some of the things that we do here in the United States and how they can 
you know, be more connected in that way to uh, the industry, I think is fantastic. So we want to say that thank you. So awesome. would that not be great? Now, uh, that Debbie, is awesome. Wow. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, just to equip the uh, the owners of beauty supply shops and salons, I mean, that would be wonderful. I mean, just giving back to the community and it's something that I don't think people pay too much attention to and maybe because they don't know. But to have someone to come in, have boxes to come in, have Mr. Carey to come in and, and speak to the people and just show them what it is and how hair care is done, oh, this, it would be so awesome. Well, will you help us arrange that, Debbie? Will you help us arrange that? We'll start working on that and put that together. (laughs) Okay. Now, listen. Yes. Any last thoughts that you want to share with us today on the Hair Radio Morning Show? Um, I would just say, you know, outside of the uh, political and. all the other media uh, outlets and everything that is being said about Israel, I think that what's important is that people will come and see for themselves. And not only that, uh, to visit the communities here, the communities of color, um, and, you know, get your your experience. You're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hunt. All right. It has been a fantastic Friday. And I want to thank you so much for uh, tuning in and all of my wonderful guests today. Uh, we want to certainly thank uh, the wonderful Shakora R. Bay from Brooklyn, New York, and what she's working on. Again, we'll be back here on Tuesday for the next live show. It's Tuesday morning. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Uh, You know, make sure to tune in. That is on May 17th. We'll be back. So uh, thank you again for being with us this entire week. And uh, we've got some great guests lined up for you next week. Make it a great weekend.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.